1: Ah yes, seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Much to do this morning. Let's get right into it. Uh, also, programming note: Kirk Conover at seven, Chuck Malamud at eight, Dr. Newkirk in the first half of the nine o'clock hour. Wide open forum uh, and much to catch up on in the second half of today's last hour. And uh, wow, just so much going on in three three weeks from today. The most important general election in our lifetime, and it is just setting up very, very well. Senator Grassley has done a great public service, and this will just continue to even though most of the mainstream Democrat media is dirty, corrupt, dishonest, and they simply won't report about this. Senator Grassley has confirmed that the FBI possesses records that include potential criminal activity by President Joe Biden and his family in foreign business deals. It just keeps getting dirtier and dirtier. And the amount of money that you thought Hunter Biden and this alleged criminal syndicate has been able to generate over the years is dramatically more than has ever been reported about, ever been really processed in the public awareness of the American people. Now, imagine if the American people knew on first Tuesday, November of 2020, what we know now, this incompetent administration that's destroyed every aspect I keep asking. Nobody can deliver. Give me one thing that's better now than it was two years ago. Just one. Anything. You can't say the economy. You could, but you'd be a liar. Foreign uh, policy. This is a disastrous administration. Every measurement that you could possibly come up with, managing the military. I mean, look at Afghanistan. Look at Russia, Ukraine. None of this would have happened. None of it. And look at the lives that have been lost. Look at the cost, both human resource and monetary. It's incredible. So Senator Grassley has said that evidence exists that sheds light on, on Hunter Biden's business and financial relationship with Ukrainian energy company Burisma, it indicates that Joe Biden was aware of his son's business arrangements and was involved in some of it. It's unclear if the records, which according to the release, were reviewed by the senator's investigative staff, have been shared with the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office. Well, who was it that said What are we waiting for? If it's not there, get it there. And do you notice with this Hunter Biden, the criminal investigation goes so slow? Why is that? Give that some thought. Quote, based on recent protected disclosures to my office, in other words, whistleblowers from the FBI based on recent protected disclosures to my office. The FBI has within its possession significant, impactful and voluminous evidence with respect to potential criminal conduct by Hunter Biden and James Biden. This is Grassley directly referring to the president's son and brother. Grassley has been encouraging whistleblowers to reach out regarding, quote, fraud, waste, abuse, gross mismanagement by the FBI and Justice Department officials. And he says that he's been contacted by, quote, a significant number from highly, quote, credible whistleblowers. And imagine this after this election. Imagine how many more whistleblowers there will be. And imagine after this administration is gone, how many more whistleblowers there will be. Because so let's face it, if, if you follow anything, this administration's like Marty Small over there in Atlantic City, but in a, in a larger scale. They just come after you. They don't they come after your family. They don't care what they do. Ask some people in Atlantic City right now what's going on. And then, of course, we have these whistleblowers at the national level. Let me put some of this seriousness on hold. We'll come back to it in just a little bit. Let me mention that the Philadelphia Phillies play tonight, 8.03 p.m. first pitch. You can catch all the action right here on our sister station, 97.3 ESPN. And this is quite extraordinary. And it was a pocket creskin moment on the program. We said the two teams you don't want to play right now in the National League are the Philadelphia Phillies and the San Diego Padres. And I made that pronouncement well before the playoffs began. And you know, I have a theory that I've discussed for many, many years on this program. These wild card teams that have to play right through the finish line, that then have to play a mini series and they have to keep it going and have to keep winning. Then you compare that to the idle teams. Atlanta knocked off, Yankees holding on and can either win tonight and move on. And then it all starts tomorrow, which is really tough because obviously their pitching is not going to be lined up. It'll be very challenging. They're hanging in there, but they've had difficulty. Atlanta's out. They want 101 games. Dodgers are out. They won 111 games. I mean, we said this in advance, there's got to be something to this. So I looked at this for a long time. And then you know me. I like to connect the dots. I try to figure things out. So I, I know I figured it out. There's, there's no guesswork here at all. It is the answer. And it's why if you look back, wildcard teams do very, very well in Major League Baseball. There's something to be said for it. And it's happening. It's happening. Eagles are doing great, 6-0. and They're on a bye week, which they need. They're a bit banged up. I mentioned the Yankees. Uh, they were rained out last night, which, if, if you remember, I went to my trusty Dark Sky app, and there was no way. There was never a window till like 3 o'clock in the morning, and they're not going to play at 3 in the morning. So I knew yesterday's game was going to be postponed. And I will say, for me, selfishly, just for me, p.m. today, or 4.07 p.m., even better. This game, if it moves, it could be over by 8 o'clock. Surely, unless it goes extra innings or something crazy, should be over by 8.30. If I can fall asleep by 9, about five hours sleep, I'm not complaining. Life is good. And if the Yankees can pull it off, even better, and the Houston series will be very, very challenging. No question about that. Could I pose a question, and I'm going to pose it to Kirk Conover, who I believe is eavesdropping right now on the program. Good morning, Kirk. Here's my question. You remember all that brouhaha when President Trump, quote-unquote, had that perfect phone call with Vladimir Zelensky? That's before Volodymyr Zelensky was as famous as he is now. And they said that President Trump interfered with this and that and wanted to have foreign country interfere with the uh, American elections and and have Hunter Biden investigated and all of this. Well, that was impeachable. Remember, they, impe- they impeached President Trump. It was garbage. But Joe Biden actually did ask Saudi Arabia to delay the OPEC cuts in oil production until after the November 8th American election. So let me think now. Under the Democrat standard, this is why they always go too far and they always make these kinds of mistakes, How can this not be the sitting American president asking a foreign nation to directly get involved and affect potentially the American election process? So get ready. And anybody that doesn't like it, too bad. The list is long. Joe Biden is going to be impeached on this. He is going to be impeached on Afghanistan. And in other areas, some of the economic moves that he has made, which many believe are unconstitutional. Joe Biden is going to get impeached from about three, four or five different fronts. And the Democrats set the standard for it. We'll be back in just a few minutes, 18 minutes past the hour early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio. Ninety five point five South Jersey's number one news talk radio station all because of you. Thank you.
0: Fox News commentary.
2: Governor Ron DeSantis wants you to know Florida is a law and order state and he's putting his money where his mouth is. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next.
3: With each mortgage free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org
2: time when other so-called leaders are defunding and demonizing law enforcement, Florida Governor DeSantis is doing the opposite. The first round of $5,000 bonus checks are being sent out to new Florida law enforcement officers, and the checks will actually be more than $6,000 to ensure at least $5,000 goes into the new cops' pockets after taxes. This will not only prove how dedicated the Sunshine State is to law and order, but also to the men and women who enforce it. Officers who leave another state to come to Florida or native Floridians who become police officers for the first time are eligible for the bonuses. It's no wonder officers from other states are fleeing to Florida. Why would they risk their lives in lawless cities and states whose leaders need them but are too stupid or woke to realize it? Other leaders would do well to follow DeSantis's lead. No citizen wants to live in a neighborhood that has defunded or undermined its officers. We need to be funding departments, appreciating officers, and waking up all the woke idiots who decided to uproot that concept. I'm Tommy Lahren.
0: From the world's playground. This is Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This may be the story
1: that bothered me more than anything since we have last been together because it is so outrageous. It is so unacceptable. And this should be this should be ridiculed. It should be trashed. It should be criticized. Joe Biden lashed out at White House staffers for not stopping Joe Biden's solo press conference do you do you understand they're in the protection business of this guy look i want his safety protected that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about this this craziness that this country is allowing to exist let me give you this report which was broken by the new york post First Lady Jill Biden tore into the White House staffers after they failed to cut off President Biden's second solo press conference in January when her husband kept taking questions, even as then Press Secretary Jen Psaki signaled to the president to wrap it up. I mean, they're 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 managing this guy. They're controlling. And then they're trying to control people. And then imagine you're a White House staffer and you're getting yelled at by the first lady ripped up into shreds because you didn't get her husband out of there like the Easter bunny did. Remember the Easter bunny waving the hands "Ah," like it's over "Ah," and grabbing the president away. Who was in that suit, by the way? We'll find out someday. President Biden was grilled at the January 19th news conference about his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic Tensions between Washington and Moscow over Ukraine and the supply chain crisis that was causing a shortage of goods across the country. Following the press conference, which went on for about two hours, Joe Biden popped into a meeting of top White House officials who were rehashing the president's performance. The New York Times is in on this reporting as well. Quote, she pointedly asked the group, which included the president, why nobody stepped in to stop it, according to a person who was in the room. See, I told you that at some point these people aren't going to take this crap anymore and they're going to be blowing the whistle and you're going to see there's going to be books written. Now, of course, the the multi-million dollar advances for lousy books that Democrats get. It's it's a little tougher when you're writing this book, but they'll be written. Quote. Where was the person she demanded who was supposed to end the news conference? Isn't that interesting, isn't it? The man can't stand on his own two feet. So it's your job to save him from himself. Disgusting. Who knows? That's probably why Saki got the hell out of there. She probably got blamed. Joe Biden yelling at everybody, why didn't you stop this? But, quote, the president kept going, prompting Saki to stand up again about 20 minutes later and walk to a door about 50 feet away from the seating area in another apparent attempt to end the questioning. A short time later, the president asked his audience, which was limited to 30 reporters due to the pandemic, no, it was limited to 30 reporters. Because this administration tries to limit everything. Access to this president. Have you ever, seriously, I don't care who you are, what party you are, have you ever seen anything like this? And why do you allow it and say nothing? Unbelievable. And then he went for another 20 minutes after that. And then some more after that. So that's not allowed, you see. Hey, listen, you can't blame the media. I mean, they, they never really get a chance. And, of course, Trump made himself available every day. And anytime he was walking out, he stopped by, you know, the reporters and always was answering questions. I remember saying, you're going to miss him because you're going to have to protect this guy. You're basically basically going to have to turn in your press pass for four years. Of this madness. When we come back from the break. This is a terrible solution. To a problem that he created. Joe Biden destroyed our own domestic energy capabilities. And now he offers this bogus solution. Regarding oil. And I'll explain when we come back. In just a little bit. Uh, 28% increase to your home heating bills this uh, winter season. How do you like that? It's a shame that so much of this is going to happen and things are unfortunately going to get worse. And not enough of it's going to happen prior to November 8th, but fortunately, a lot already has. It's very well baked in. Democrats admitted. I read some rag, some Democrat rag report where they say Democrats admit that they peaked too soon. You didn't peak too soon. You were floating feces, garbage for a little window of time and making it look because news cycles were picking up your feces and garbage. And you thought you were on to something. You thought you had something until you found out, no, you didn't. We'll be back in just a little bit. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A huge health benefits increase is coming to all Atlanta County residents, even if you don't have the state health benefits plan. We have the story. It's breaking news. And good job. Good work by Dennis Levinson on this. A 14-year-old Summers Point girl was missing and found, thank God, yesterday in our reporting. And the Atlanta County Prosecutors is...
4: From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Cooler, drier air is here. And that's going to leave our weather feeling mighty November-ish for the next three days. We'll progress from clouds to sun today. Our high temperature only reaching 58 degrees. Clear and chilly tonight, and even frosty away from the coast, low 39. Sun and clouds tomorrow, breezy and cool. High of 55, 59 with sunshine on Thursday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I
1: meant to mention this to you yesterday. I have not had a chance to watch it. I think you have to be a Fox Nation subscriber to get it. But if you don't get to see it, I will let you know. Um, I think it's going to be pretty good. The trial of Hunter Biden... The judge, I, I was looking at the um, the previews and I said, I know this guy. He looks a little bit different because it's been a number of years since I've seen him. But I said, I know that guy. I just can't place him right now. And all of a sudden it came to me. I said, that's Judge Joe Brown, who I love. If you've never seen his show, he I, I guess it's been a number of years uh, since he's done it. But, oh, my gosh, he was so good. So good. So the trial of Hunter Biden. Amazing. I'll tell you, I also take great joy when the Democrat media, I remember the local media, when they wouldn't cover Bob Levy in Atlantic City. And people say, hey, what's going on? I said, well, they're corrupt. I mean, that's what's going on. They know. They're calling me a liar, but they know I'm the only one telling the truth. I said, I got to just take this. For a certain period of time, uh, and I get worked up about it, and and I was able to, I just compartmentalized all the criticism, and I said, I know how it's going to end, I just don't know the um, expiration date, but the truth will become self evident, just like I promised you before the election of twenty twenty, because you know I was very concerned that Joe Biden was going to win. They changed the voting methodologies. They're counting ballots that are undated, unsigned, no signature verification. If there is a signature, I said, this is not good news. You don't have to get hung up on the machines themselves like some people did. They went for this fool's gold. It was the changes to voting laws in these states in the key battleground states. Democrats were very, very devious. Uh, I, I don't know whether to call them smart. But they were willing to do anything because they want to win in the worst way. It's always a very dangerous opponent. Someone is willing to win in the worst way is, is bad news. A real problem to go up against because they'll do anything. I mean, look at this, Stacey Abrams. She's she's a denier that she ever said that the election was stolen from her. I never said that. She said, what? You never said that. You said that a thousand times, maybe 10,000 times. This is one of the most gratifying things of this election cycle that she is going to get trounced. Then what's the media going to do? Is she better O'Rourke in Texas? She just keeps getting to getting to run again and again and for every office. They put her in Star Trek as the the commander of the world, president of the world. I mean, trying to float this person to be the next president. Because the Democrat media, for some reason, they subscribe to this Democrat radicalism. That's so bad for our country. So I said before the break that Joe Biden's solution after destroying our own domestic energy capabilities, because remember, When he took office, we were energy independent, and I know I'm a broken record on this, and a net oil exporter. You just, you can't forget that. In other words, we made all we needed and we had much that we could also sell abroad. Now, we're begging Iran and Saudi Arabia Basically, probably even back-channeling with Russia. And look what it's got us. Horrifically high gasoline prices. And Biden's solution is to keep raiding our country's emergency stockpile. The strategic petroleum reserves are not... I don't even think it's legal to do it for this. There's nothing in in the handbook that says... When you screw up your own domestic energy capabilities, you get to rob the emergency stockpile. So what do we have? We have another occasion where something is in the worst shape that it's been since 1980. How how familiar does that sound to you? How many times have you heard worst inflation since 1980, worse this or that since 1980? The the. Lowest stockpile in our emergency strategic petroleum reserves since 1980. I know Jimmy Carter's still with it. He's, I think, he's 97. I know he's still with it, and every day he says, "Right on." He says, "Come on, man, thanks." I mean, I'm no longer the worst. This is fantastic news. I'm, I'm actually glad that President Carter got to see this. Because this administration is a disgrace. They're a disgrace at every level. They've weaponized our law enforcement, every possible apparatus of government that they can abuse. But understand, Joe Biden is corrupt through and through, and he always has been. He was corrupt as a young student, he's corrupt when he was vice president corrupt when he was in the senate before that and corrupt now and a liar on top of it i never talked to my son about his business dealings ever never not once oh really then we need to ignore the audio tapes with your voice on them and all these documents talking about the big guy and your own son saying how sick he is of paying for the family For the past, what did he say, 30 years? And we have a a Justice Department that's corrupt, an FBI at the highest levels that's corrupt. And they do nothing about it. But yet anybody they want to go after, Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, I mean, these goofy process crime things. You've got the Justice Department. We want Paul Manafort to go to jail for six months. How long do you want Hunter Biden to go to jail for and Joe and the rest of them? We don't hear any desire there, do we? And I have to say, I want to be proven wrong on this. But I think John Durham is going to turn out to be a great disappointment. I don't know if he's in the tank. Uh, I don't know what to say, but I don't think we're going to. I mean, even if this Danchenko is convicted, so What? That's what you expected out of this? That one lawyer that nothing happened to? You're guilty. Nothing happens. Goodbye. Keep practicing law. Nothing happens to you. I mean, there are so many crimes here. How come they go after everybody in the Trump orbit, but they never go after Biden's? They never go after Hillary. I don't want anybody going after anybody, but I'm sick and tired of it being one way. We'll be back more straight ahead. This is
0: early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG
5: Talk Radio app. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at three. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Forty nine minutes past the hour. Let me tell you about a term
1: that's going to become very famous over the next six months even beyond that and it is the term preservation order see the Democrats know they're about to lose power I believe they're destroying documents as we speak they're the criminals understand that they come after people who are not criminals they are the criminals so what Republicans have been doing and it it will be determined to what extent Uh, It will prove to be effective because if you give a preservation order to the FBI, ordering them to not touch documents, see, they won't give documents. So your only choice then is to send a preservation order to them demanding that they not destroy evidence. They've been very uncooperative. They're very cooperative when it comes to going after Republicans. They're very uncooperative, and they say that this is uh, top secret. You don't have the level of clearance required for us to give this to you. They come up with a million reasons to be criminals, but act like they're not. So preservation orders are going out like crazy because the Republicans know that this information exists because whistleblowers have told them it exists. What remains to be seen by the time we get to January, and it's not like you can do everything in the first week, so it's going to take some time. In the first quarter, first half of 2023, you're going to be hearing things such as those documents are no longer available. This is going to happen. Mark my words. I'm giving you a preview of three, six, nine, 12 months from now. They're going to say they don't have the information. And in some cases, this information will have been destroyed after the preservation order was sent. Remember, Hillary Clinton destroyed evidence that was under federal congressional subpoena. And nothing happened to her because James, James Comey is politically corrupt and a Democrat. It's awful. I mean, it's just... We, we live right now in terrible times where the rule of law doesn't matter anymore. They come after who they want to come after. They invent crimes. Real criminals, they just let go. Somebody actually burnt down a restaurant. Get a load of this one. They evidently ordered something and they didn't get what they ordered. They came back with one of those red containers of gasoline and they burnt the restaurant down. So guess what happened to the person that burnt the restaurant down? You know what happened to them. A few hours later, they were released. There's no consequences unless you're a Republican. Now, think about this. And again, you know, I... I, I separate the difference between anyone who was violent, anyone who was trespassing and doing things they shouldn't have been doing. But there are people that merely were present on January 6th of 2021. They're still in jail. Yet you've got this guy that burnt a a restaurant down. Could have killed people. I mean, it's a serious, serious crime. Out quicker than you can imagine, because it's no problem. These woke, crazy prosecutors—that they don't just take it easy on criminals. It's way beyond that. But then, if you're just guilty of a process crime, or or they just want to target you and make up something, it really is. It's very Stalin esque. Of just picking someone and and remember, it's very dangerous when powerful law enforcement people actually pick someone and then they just investigate them through and through. They're not they're not doing anything that they should be doing. They're investigating in search of a crime. Well, we don't have anything to charge this person on, but let's just start looking. All right, well, we'll investigate this. We'll check that. We'll check their, their tax filings. We'll check their business dealings. We'll do this. We'll do that. They just go after people. Did you ever think you'd live to see this? In America, this is, I'm not lying to you. This is our country right now. Somebody like Paul Manafort the federal crimes were, were dealt with, so they charge him with the same stuff at the state level. Look at all this stuff with Trump. Look how they go after him. Look how they don't go after Joe Biden. It's so bad. What was making me think about these preservation orders is that Congressman Michael McCall of Texas, and he's, he's going to be very very important because he will be the chairman of the house foreign affairs committee he sent a letter to secretary of state anthony it's not anthony anthony blinken calling on his department to preserve any and all records pertaining to the us withdrawal from afghanistan they're coming after them i'm telling you that right now and they should this was the most disgraceful exit In the history of this country. The most colossally. Failed. Horrific decision. The order in which it was done. What exactly was done was terrible. And you know we still have Americans there. But you don't know that. You don't hear about that. Just like you don't hear. How hard it is to get baby formula. Anymore. Nothing's improved. And this one big. Uh. Producer has had to throw away they had some kind of problem happen they had to throw away a whole bunch all over again it's still very difficult to find baby formula it's just the democrat media they simply won't report about it and they feel like if they don't report about it then it didn't happen This I'm kind of happy about because it's been disgraceful to me to watch these Democrats and they're filthy and you know who you are. And if you have any question, then you are part of the filth. You know if you're not. Because we've always maintained there are good Democrats. But you keep quiet, too, which means your hands are not clean as well. You keep voting for these people. You keep quiet about them. So, in a, in a sense, you're worse than they are, but you're at least just as bad when you say nothing. But this was very, very encouraging. New York Times, notice every poll I cite to you basically is a Democrat poll. Why do only Democrats? You have Trafalgar, and all they are is fair. It's not like they're Republican. And you have Rasmussen, and again, They're not Republican. They're just fair. Uh, But they're all Democrats. And again, it's always just registered voters, never likely voters. But this New York Times poll that came out yesterday, last night, about 7 p.m., revealed that independent women are favoring the Republican Party by 18 percentage points. And this is because of abortion. Democrats are really, really concerned about losing independent women over abortion because they've had to make that their whole campaign. I just saw the latest Democrat poll. Only 5 percent of the people list that as having anything to do with being important or with uh, this election coming up. 5 percent. You're talking about the economy is like 85%. And I keep telling you, when you see the economy split with inflation, they're all interconnected. So you see the economy 80 or 85%, inflation 75 or 80%. They're all connected big time. But this is a Democrat poll, and the results are extremely revealing. These women, in addition to the abortion issue that they don't agree with Democrats on, they care about the cost of groceries. They care about the price, the cost of energy and all of these things that people are struggling right now to make ends meet. All right, An important conversation. We're going to start Phillies, Eagles, maybe a little Yankees. Then we'll get into some of the economics with Kirk Conover right after this. I am Hurley in the morning.
0: WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground... To the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah,
1: uh, yes, an already great morning just got better. Kirk Conover is here. That's always a beautiful thing. Uh... One of the things I love about Tuesday, I think a lot of people don't like Tuesday because about 75 percent of the American people hate their job. So you can imagine uh, the only thing maybe worse than Tuesday is Monday. And again, that's if you're a Monday through Friday type of employee, seven out of ten, seven and a half out of ten, hate their job. Not just strongly dislike, mind you, hate their job. So we love Tuesdays. Uh, Kirk is here now. This is a little historical fact, because I do get asked this once in a while. How did you become pocket Creskin? I said, well, very simple. I said, Kirk Conover. I said, I, I had been making predictions for decades uh, with no title. And uh, all of a sudden, one day, Kirk Conover said, you are the pocket Creskin. And I liked it. Now, not only did I like it. But I actually sought out the approval of the amazing Kreskin and Kirk, you are a recipient of Kreskin's email back to me where he said, use it and use it well. So you are you are the creator of Pocket Kreskin. (laughs) Thank you.
6: Oh, you're welcome, Harry. Pleasure to be on the program, and that's a great way to start. I don't know where that came from. It just
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, I know, I love it, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm glad it did. It came from nowhere, but I'm glad it came. But let me tell you why I opened with that little mini monologue. Because, And you can back me up on this, because I know you know this is true. Before the playoffs began, I said, "You in the National League, you do not want to face the Phillies, and you don't want to face the San Diego Padres. And that is a, pos- a pocket creskin moment uh, brought to you by the Shore Agency, the official and exclusive insurance agency for the Hurley in the Morning program, because both came true. I mean, they knocked off teams that had won 101 and 111 games. They had won 87 and 89, respectively. So, I saw it coming, Kirk, and there's something about being a wild card team, having to have white knuckle, important at-bats, having to win to the very end, having to play right from the beginning. There is something about that.
6: I agree, and you did predict it, and I think it's a a very valid point that these layoffs are bad for teams. Baseball's designed to be played every day. And you get into these playoff situations, and your team can only be better by playing in pressure situations, playing every day, um, and successfully handling the pressure. And, you know, what's, what's, uh, going to be real interesting is to see how many people go team shopping, you know, after the Dodgers' loss to the Padres.
1: Oh, you oh, don't whatever. know. You don't know. I, I, because I know. It's painful. I'm just not the kind of person I don't do that rub-it-in stuff. I just never have. But I'm going to confess, when the Dodgers went down, I thought, isn't this ironic that Chuck's formerly favorite team for his whole life is in the playoffs still and his favorite team now of the past several years is out? There's, there is something, I don't know what it is, something ironic about that.
6: <laughs> yeah i i don't want
1: to rub it in that's why i didn't I mention chuck <laughs> i know but i you know i i know you, know you know it's like saying hey there's an identical twin in talk radio in Atlanta county area and there's only one so you know you don't have to say the name to say it but yeah i didn't rub it in with chuck uh but that's tough though you play the whole season win 111 games and then you're out just like that that's tough
6: yeah, a week off is no good for baseball players, no. I'm telling you.
1: Well, it's, uh, hey, I mean, talk to the Atlanta Braves, gone. Talk to the Dodgers, gone. And really, Houston is lucky. They swept, but they were lucky. They came from way behind in the one game, won the next game in 18 innings. I mean, in a game, anything could have happened in innings 10 through 17. Uh, so they're just lucky. They're consistently a lucky team, but they are a good team. I don't like them. You know, I don't know how many of the cheaters are still around, but they were cheaters. Uh, nothing about them I like, but they did get it done. But they also were tested. They they were even though it only went three games. Seattle Mariners took them to the mat.
6: Eighteen innings at one game. Yeah, one nothing. I know that was incredible.
1: Yeah, and the other yeah. game they came back from like way back in the bottom of the ninth to win that one. I mean, they're very lucky to have advanced. The real challenge is going to be this. Even though I agree with you with the you play every day, but when you play every day, your rotation stays, unless there's injuries, your rotation stays in line. But having to play now uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Now, oh well, Monday they got rained out, but they'll play today. The Yankees, if they win, or the Guardians, if they win, but the Yankees are even in worse shape, if the Yankees win, their pitching is not lined up. Garrett Cole is not ready for Game 1. I don't think Nestor Cortez is ready for Game 2, I guess, unless he went with one day less rest. So that is an advantage for Houston because they have their pitching lined up.
6: Yeah, I I, I feel for the Yankees. I mean, they've, they've been... Um... You know, was it two two rain delays, right?
1: Rained out. Not rain delay. Rained out rained twice. Out.
6: Right. Yeah. Yeah, baseball's a game of rhythm, and there's no more important rhythm than the pitchers have. They get into a routine. They pitch every so many days, and in between, they do uh, various levels of uh, workouts in the bullpen and you know, practice pitch pitches and this and that, uh, and it's all rhythm. Yeah. But
1: also on top of that, it throws your whole uh, rotation out of order and and out of alignment because they go right in if they win either way. But if they win, I think the Yankees are going to win tonight, even though, again, their pitching is not lined up even for this game five. They have to go right back at it tomorrow where the Astros will have their first pitcher ready to go, second pitcher ready to go and so on. Big advantage.
6: Yeah. And the other observation I have about this whole playoff, you know, I've been watching uh, not only just the Phillies, but I've been watching all the other series, too, is these bullpen games. I mean, when have you ever seen so many pitchers
1: in one game? I don't like it. I don't like it at all.
6: Playoff situations. You know, it wasn't that long ago. Teams that made it this far had, you know, three stud starters. That could go a complete game. Who
1: who was it in days gone by? The Orioles had four twenty game winners, didn't they?
6: Yeah, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. Crayard, Dobson, uh, Palmer, and McNally.
1: I mean, yeah. what do you do in a series like that by today's standard? You barely would get to the third starter. Uh, you'd never get to the fourth starter unless well, it bad. was unless it was in long relief if somebody was getting shelled. So, yeah, it's, I don't like uh, the, the game. Kirk, I don't know if you agree, but I agree with me on this. The game is changing in a way I don't like. I don't like this over-reliance on the cyber metrics. Uh, the human element is being taken out. Uh, they got a lot of goofy rules that they're putting in. This stupidness, they know it's stupid because they don't do it in the playoffs. Why would you do it all year to decide who wins? But you don't do it in the games that decide who wins championships. This starting on second base with a runner on second base—they got to stop this stuff.
6: Yeah, I think that goes away next year. It does go away. Uh, I think so. Oh, yeah. I'm thrilled to hear that. I'm not sure.
1: I'm I didn't. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to say no to that. I know if the bags are going to be bigger. The batter can only call timeout once in an at-bat. The batter has a time limit. The pitcher has a time limit. Uh, some of that I kind of understand because some of these games do you know, do drag on. But I, I, I can't believe you play nine innings and suddenly in the 10th inning you start the the, the inning with uh, a runner on second base. It's, it's insane. I think it, it, it distorts statistics. How did you get on second base? You're not a – you're just – told to go on second base there's no stat that puts you on second base then when you score a run it counts uh and it counts towards towards statistics and you didn't earn your way on i think it it's it's a terrible terrible thing
6: yeah a lot of it is the the cyber metrics that they're doing uh dictating a lot of these these changes and i don't agree with it you need to have some instinct in this game it's a thoughtful game. It's a cerebral uh, game between the pitcher, the the catcher, and the batter. Um, and when you take and manipulate your lineup based on you know some kind of cybermetric calculation, you take out the, the wonder and magic of the game. Where you know, like back in uh, late June, you know, a substitute catcher like Garrett Stubbs who's batting like one ten. It's a three-run homer to win a game. I mean, you just, if you look at, run everything by statistics, you lose that kind of magic that is baseball. And um, I think the last couple games with the Phillies, though, they put together stuff that went against the cyber metrics. You know, uh, Bryce Harper going on opposite field when they got the big shift on.
1: But I think that's because you have people like Rob Thompson who knows Joe Torre uh, and play, and coached under Girardi. Girardi's a bit cybermetrics, but he was a combination, cybermetrics and old school. Uh, there are a lot of changes I don't like. Kirk, we're going to be right back. Uh, somebody was texting me, uh, the Yankees will pitch Nestor Cortez, a.k.a. Nasty Nestor, uh, given the nickname by the great Jim Cott, who somebody tried to cancel because they tried to make Nasty Nestor somehow some kind of slur against his ethnicity. I mean, this is the sick time that we live in. Thankfully, it didn't work. And you you can call him Nasty Nestor because he does have some nasty stuff. You have um, the Guardians have not named their starting pitcher, even at this late hour. And the Phillies are going tonight with Zach Wheeler and the San Diego Padres with Hugh Darvish. So uh, the Yankees play at 4.07, and then the Phillies' first pitch is 8.03 p.m. You can catch all that action right here on our sister station, 97.3 ESPN, with Kirk Conover. I am Hurley in the morning, and here's Sean Hannity.
7: Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute.
5: This election should be, are you better off than you were just what 19 20 months ago because the obvious answer is no the economy sucks record high inflation record high gas prices wide open borders we have record high murder rates record high violent crime record high robberies record high raping are your schools any better off with this woke education and indoctrination are the borders any better off Tell me where you think that these people have been successful, because if you don't participate, I can't do it on my own. I can't I can't go in and vote for you. If I do, I will be arrested. I'll never come out of jail again. From coast to coast, from sea
0: to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show.
5: You know, there's something about fall that makes me want my house to feel more like home, and that's why my fall project is new custom window treatments from our friends at Blinds.com. Ordering online shouldn't mean sacrificing style or service, and Blinds.com has a premium selection of blinds and shades and shutters and drapes. They're easy. They make it affordable. Shipping is always free. Just go to Blinds.com right now. Save up to 40% off site-wide now through October the 18th, and all vertical blinds are
4: 45% off. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: at ZipRecruiter.com slash... Um. Set the first button on your car radio Do for it. South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 25
1: minutes past the hour, Kirk Conover continues Chuck Malamut all about your financial matters in the 8 o'clock hour. To every listener right now, you don't even have to look. Don't don't, don't endure the pain and don't make any stupid decisions either because, you know, my rule, I'm sure it's the Malamut rule, but it's my rule as well. The only way you lock in your losses is if you make a mistake at a time where you make the wrong call. Then you lock in your losses. I know everybody's down 25%. I know heating bills are going to be up 28%. Don't believe them when they tell you that inflation is 82 or 8.5%. You go find something that's only up 8%. But also, too, there's also sneaky things going on. For example, because we love to spoil the kids for Halloween, we buy many, many pounds of candy forever. It was five and a half pounds in the bag. When I was purchasing it this year, I thought, oh, that's not so bad. It's gone up from like seven something a bag to like $10 a bag. You know, you start to think like, like 30% is like, not that bad. It's it's almost like a brainwashing, but then I looked and I thought, wait a minute here. These bags used to be really heavy; they're now three and a half pounds, and not five and a half pounds. So they cost about three dollars more per bag for two pounds less. How do you like that? So it's yeah, it's rough. There's no question about it. And that's why no matter what the Democrats try to do uh, in the next few weeks, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows what they've done over the past two years. They can talk about abortion. They can talk about Donald Trump. They can talk about January 6th. Hey, by the way, did you ever see anything go away so quick in your life? All those freaks at our closing our closing day, our closing argument and nobody gives a, a hoot about these fools they're worried about do they eat or put gas in the in the car and you fools are up there talking about protests it's crazy i kirk i don't want to talk about that right now though i want to talk about the only undefeated team in the national football league who are they kirk the
6: philadelphia eagles
1: what do you think of that team kirk
6: I'm very impressed. You know, they, they took advantage of, uh, situations in the first half to go up 20 to nothing. Uh, you know, they first got the ball, they drove down the field and scored. Then they had took advantage of a turnover and scored. And then, uh, they took advantage of another turnover and got a field goal. Then they drove down the field and got a field goal. They did let Dallas back in the game, but you know, Dallas is a good team and that's what good teams do. They fight back. In the second half, adjustments were made. The Eagles realized that uh, they had to make some changes, so they went back to to the running game and uh, got on the board again. And they had key defensive plays that stopped the Cowboys. Uh, the, the key interception. Then they ran out the clock.
1: Hey, when Dallas couldn't make that less than one yard, I thought that was really so pivotal in the game, Kirk.
6: Yeah. Well, the defense rose to the occasion, but there were adjustments that the Eagles' uh, defense made. There were adjustments that Sirianni made with the offense and, you know, shifting gears to be ground-oriented. They chewed up nine minutes on that one scoring drive. And then, you know, when they got the ball back with five minutes to go, they just left Dallas in in an impossible situation where they needed two scores, and uh, they were not going to get the ball back. So... It was a a real, um, uh, I wouldn't say it was a stomping, but it was a real show of strength by the Eagles, not only the players, but the coaching staff to make the adjustments and to take advantage of situations as presented. And I looked up the NFL official power rankings. And of course, I was kind of mad last week because last week they had Buffalo as number one, the Eagles number two. Well, the Eagles are back at number one in the power rankings. Uh, terms like juggernaut were were used in the article. But I love this one quote from the, the guy that puts this all together. He says, find me the first loss on the Eagles schedule. Comma. I'll wait.
1: I love it, Kirk. And, well, look, the oddsmakers have the Eagles. This was two weeks ago. The oddsmakers have the Eagles favored to beat every team they face for the entire rest of the season. I don't ever recall that being the case. Ever.
6: No. And, you know, the wild card is the injury bug. Yep. You don't know who's going to go down, who can substitute, but that was the other adjustment that was made. Early in the second half, the offensive line uh, lost two uh, of their main guys to injury and the uh, backup's we're not good at pass protection. But apparently the backups were fine on uh, run blocking. So they went to the run. And and that really took the pressure off of Hertz When yeah. he had to pass, he could pass. And uh, that was another, you know, it just shows you how smart this Sirianni is. I know he came in and people were going, who's he? I saw the interview with him after the game with uh, the, the local Philadelphia NBC sports guys. And he was absolutely brilliant in describing, you know, what they did, how they changed things up, uh, going to their strengths, uh, realizing, that, you know, what players can do, what in certain situations on the field, and uh, yeah, he's got it all together. And you know,
1: Charles Kane thinks they're going to go seventeen and zero. Do you?
6: I heard that. Yeah, I heard that yesterday. <laughs> I just don't think in this modern era that's. Possible, They're going to lose a game that they shouldn't lose. Right.
1: That's what Um, I think. I think they're going to lose two games, maybe one at some point, like you said. And then if the New York game at the end of the season doesn't matter if they've clinched the best record in the NFC and, you know, they could lose that game. But but if they are undefeated going into that game, I guess they have to go. uh, You don't want to get anybody hurt, but I guess you got to go for it. If you were 16-0 and 0 and you went into the last game and rested all kinds of people, put Gardner Minshew in there and rested all your wide receivers and so on, big play, slay, and the rest of them, uh, people would not be very uh, well-receiving to that. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I know this much. I don't think they're going to win every game, but I think they're better than every team that they're playing for the rest of the year it could happen uh that would be quite amazing kirk will be right back don't go away when we come back i'm going to talk about the fact that 17 states are voting as of today the election is three weeks away could you imagine in 1980 when they said jimmy carter was winning if we if 17 and within a couple days it'll be 25 states if half the country is already voting three weeks out What a stupid thing we're doing. So dumb. It is so dumb. I guess we're never going to get back into it, but we really need one election day and it should be at the end. And this this goofy stuff that's going on, I don't see any way. Oh, you're against people voting. No, I'm against this. I'm not against people voting at all.
5: This is the Town Square, New
1: Jersey, Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley at 33 minutes past the hour. Three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Denny Levinson is on it. We've got the story. We've got the document. Check it out. There is a huge health benefits, state health benefits increase. It's usually under 3%. It's going to come in at 28 point some percent. It's a disaster. Check it out. A 14-year-old girl in Summers
4: Point missing and found. And the Atlantic County Prosecutor Free. From the Townsville, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Some leftover clouds and temperatures mainly in the 40s to start your Tuesday. Even though skies will clear to sunshine by this afternoon, it'll be an unseasonably cool day. Your high temperature only reaches 58. Tonight, frost is possible away from the coast. It'll be clear and chilly, low at 39. Sun clouds tomorrow, breezy and cool, high of 55, 59 with sunshine Thursday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. If you're 19 or older with certain underlying... Early in the
0: morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app.
4: Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you
1: very much. Great one. It's 40 minutes past the hour. So we learned, let me just give a little preamble, Kirk. We learned about, and if you've read our um, lead article for today, and I I'm going to do one more piece, but this is our lead article because it's huge and you have to. There's layers here. You can't look at this like, well, it only affects those, you know, at this level. This is going to affect every taxpayer in Atlanta County. And here is the cruel thing. And Denny Levinson covers it very, very well in his letter to the board of commissioners. It's going to affect some people twice. They're the special people. They're going to get it in the neck two times. So here's the deal. You, can, you Look, if you're an executive like Denny Levinson, you can handle uh, – the state comes in in September and they tell you, hey, the, the state health benefits plan is going to go up by 2.7 percent or something, something under 3 percent. For 20 years almost, Denny's been able to count on that. So you can plan when you're budgeting. And by the way, they knew this in February. Why didn't they tell people so that you could be thinking about, oh, my God, look at this. So here's the story. And But this is just the cliff notes. I want you to go to the article and I want you to listen. Somebody just texted me. Yep, I'm special. Yeah, you're paying twice, the person that just wrote me. Uh, I want you to read the article. I want you to read the county executive's letter. We got it and we want you to have it. And that's why we published it this morning at 5 a.m. Because this is a big deal. This is no small matter. This is millions of dollars because the state tells Denny, in September, oh, uh, by the way, uh, the state health benefits are going up almost 23 percent. They never go up by more than less than three percent. So anyhow, I, I'm not that good at, at explaining this, but this guy will be executive Levinson. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Thank
7: you very much. Good morning to everybody.
1: I hear like trumpets playing and stuff. It's very exciting. Uh, so, Dennis. Do I have it right? This is usually something that your team can count on two and a half to under three percent type increase on an annual basis. You kind of accept that things go up a little bit. But how in the world do they justify a nearly 23 percent increase in one year?
7: You know, we can go through a lot of things that's going on in this country, in this state uh, of you can't justify it. And this is not justifiable except for the fact that the state is broke. We know that because they're the highest tax state in the country. Now, to make up for the deficits that it has, let's just pick out a group of people and stick it to them. Now, before I get into that, it's a segue. Let's just pick out Atlanta County and hit them for five million with this pilot. You know they're. The casinos are getting $55 million. All we're asking for is the $5 million they owe us. We've been in court now for a year trying to get the money that we're owed. As far as this insurance is concerned, they have decided to raise our rates by 24%. 24%? Now, if we're lucky, they're only going to raise it 21%. So, you know, they're going to throw you a bone like a starving dog. And uh, say, you know, well, we uh, you ought to thank us here.
1: So, in other words, they're going to be able to say we saved you (laughs) three (laughs) percent.
7: You know, this is the whole state. (laughs) This is not just us. Yeah. You know, and maybe we suffer equally, and and perhaps they could make an argument. But you tell me why three of the unions only pay three percent, but the rest of them, the whole rest of the state, now. We're going from the top to bottom. Are being raised twenty four percent tops, possibly twenty twenty one.
1: No, no, it's it's terrible. Now, riddle me this, County Executive Levinson. How do you and Jerry Del Rosso and your team, of very able uh, executives, how do you what? How do you deal with more than four million dollars that this is going to cost?
7: Well, the reason that I took that segue there with the pilot is we're really looking at 9 million that we have to make up. True. Now, the other states have to make up uh, the, the uh, let's say, 4 million, depending on the size of the state and the size of the uh, uh, the workforce. But we are really getting stuck. Now, this is what it comes down to. For those that uh, figure, well, what does that mean to me as as a taxpayer? Well, it means less services. It means higher taxes. I mean, what else could it possibly mean? we just don't grow money on trees Now, when the their thought process doesn't work did they think they were going to throw this pork chop past that bulldog (laughs) no it, it didn't work out but i guess they figured hey look we've been working on this for close to a year let's just tell them that we're doing it uh... in the in september or october now this is what they did Now. Why did they do this? If you think, well, you know, Levinson's is being political once again against the democratic regime of uh, of Murphy or whoever else you want. Why wasn't there one single solitary person from the county or the uh, or municipal government that sat on decided they were going to screw him? How come there wasn't anybody on that board? And I'll tell you one thing that really is amazing. How they keep this a secret the whole time. Nobody knew. And then suddenly, during a period of time where everybody is interested in the midterm elections and they're distracted with all the other things they're distracted with, they just quietly let you know we're going to hit you for a 24% increase. So that's where we are right now, in, in, a, in a nutshell. It's a complicated situation, especially when insurance, speak to an insurance broker, do you ever have enough life insurance? You know, For whatever the reason is, and uh, uh, do you have replacement value in your, you know, you get so mixed up with insurance, and this is something people don't necessarily understand.
1: See, one thing, Denny, that I know you have an earned reputation, you're frugal with the taxpayers' dollars. I don't see you sitting on four point two million dollars that you could just cut without really hurting services or, you know, doing something that otherwise you wouldn't even consider doing. Can you can you even imagine making this up?
7: It's it's uh, it's so preposterous. And the way they've done it is they've done it so well. So they knew that there, there was going to be a pushback. But it wasn't going to be much of a pushback, because of the way they decided to uh, release it. This should have been negotiated all along. It wasn't. And you know, when you start talking about insurance, uh, you know, people just turn a deaf ear. Do I have enough replacement value with my insurance if something happens to my house? Well, probably not. And uh, you know, what do they want you to do? They want you. To- Everything inside your house insurance is interesting, and they seem to always get their way. Your broker, whoever else it is, if you don't have an honest broker in insurance, you're probably going to get clipped. Now can anybody say that they trust the state of New Jersey right now with what they're doing? Was there an alternative? Well, obviously there was an alternative, because there's only a three percent increase for a certain favored union. Yeah. The rest of them, see you later. Now, if they didn't do that, (laughs) my argument would have been much weaker.
1: Yes, oh, of course. Right, if everybody got a 23% uh, state health benefits increase, let's bring our insurance man into this. Kirk, uh, I don't know if you saw my early reporting on it, but I know you've heard enough now, regardless, because nobody else has this story. We broke it. Uh, Now you've heard that a whopping twenty-three percent state health benefits increase, which obviously means an increase to the taxpayers, if then he can't find four point two million in cuts. Kirk, you have a comment about this?
6: Well that they're violating the basic rule of insurance, which is a law of large numbers by carving out certain unions getting three percent increase and the rest getting, you know, twenty three percent. So they're not really following any logical. I mean,
1: w- wouldn't it also be unconstitutional, uh, the 14th Amendment equal protection clause that says that you can't treat one person differently than another? How do you say you're special and you only pay 3% increase and the rest of you suckers, it's 23%? I don't even think it's lawful to do this.
6: It doesn't well, sound that way. Uh, my question for uh county executive would be when are they – when are you getting the bill for this? Does this start next fiscal year or is it right away?
7: We're talking to NJAC right now on when this is going to be implemented. And, uh, you know, are they going to make us feel any better if they decide, okay, that 3% that we're giving to the favored individuals, we'll take that away. So now everybody has a 24% <laughs> increase? I mean, how do you... How do you? Uh, and by the way, where's the justification that you have? And the way they put everything together with Workman's Comp and everything else that goes along with it, holy mackerel. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble with this, but it seems that uh, there's more Workman's Comp uh, problems uh, on Mondays. <laughs> now you can just uh, you know roll that around Patter- in your
1: pattern board. absenteeism did you say without saying it <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah you fall off your roof and you're crawling to work on monday and say so you trip down the stairs um it, it's a problem right now and it's a major problem and it's going to cost now we're trying to figure out I got smart people. You know, I got Jerry Del Rosso, who I rely on for just about everything, and Diana Ritala and Linda Gilmore. These are extremely bright people, and we're trying to figure out where we're going to find four million. We're still trying to figure out where we're going to have the five million, where they screwed us with the pilot. So... Uh, they can't say that, well, you know, Levinson runs a good county. He can afford this. Uh, and this casinos are hurting. So let's give them 55 million and uh, 5 million of that. This should go to the county. All right. That's one thing. Two, they decided on this preposterous increase in insurance. Now that also means for my employees that are listening, they're going to have to charge you more because you do pay a percent. For the citizens that are not part of county government, you're going to have to pay for this.
1: And then they'll have to pay for it as taxpayers on top of that.
7: The the people that we pick up every day to take to doctor's offices, to take shopping, those that need services that we have, where do we cut back? I want somebody to show me you don't need this. Well, Levinson, why don't you take a cut? I'm already the lowest-paid county executive in the state. Jerry Del Rosso, the lowest-paid administrator. And we probably have the best-run county government. We're not greedy. We try to do what the best that we can. But where do you find that? And you, as a, as a homeowner, suppose this happened to you and you're on a budget. We know everything has gone up. Holy mackerel, you get a sandwich now. A sandwich is $12. Any place you go, anything you do, it's going to cost you more money. Go fill up your tank and see what happens. And, uh, you know, and I know this is going to get in people's crawl. The only solution I see to this, and it's a long-term solution, we got to start getting those Democrats out. Yeah. Now, I've said to you, Harry, for years, as bad as we are as Republicans, <laughs> and sometimes we're awful, but trust me on this one. They are worse.
1: I trust you. I trust you on that. There's no doubt about it. I don't, <laughs> I don't want this to end, gentlemen, but I have to. We've got to get the break in. I took it to the last possible second. Uh, Danny, thank you for taking my call. To our listeners, extensive coverage, including the county executive's entire letter to the Board of Commissioners, is on the app and on WPGtalkradio.com. Check it out. You'll all want to take a look at it because we're all shareholders in this. Dennis, thank you for your leadership.
7: You're welcome. I just want to say this. We could sure use Kirk's expertise right now. There you go. Okay.
1: All right, guys. See (laughs) you. And, Kirk, thanks. Thanks for letting me bring in Denny. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go away. Chuck Malamut joining the program after the top of the hour
0: break. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. We're investing. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at one. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio ninety-five point five. Just
1: over a minute before the top of the hour, this portion of Hurley in the morning, brought to us in part by ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals. Rising energy costs, we've been talking a lot about that this morning, certainly continues to be one of the top news stories, and we might disagree about the solution, which is fine. But we can agree to make sensible decisions to keep our home energy costs down to the extent that we can. Start by calling my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling for their $79 fall heater and furnace tune-up special for new customers. I'm urging you to call even if you're an existing customer. You need to get that done. We had it done. It's elaborate. They do a great job. They check and clean your system. They make sure that it's safe. They make sure it's running at maximum efficiency. And they prepare it to get you through the winter season, regardless of who originally installed your system. AmbientComfort.com. That's AmbientComfort.com. Chuck Malamut, standing by next.
0: WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of philadelphia hall of fame i want to congratulate my friend harry hurley you're about to find out why harry hurley has been named to the talkers magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation live from the studios of town square media in northfield it's hurley in the morning on wpg talk radio 95.5 thank
1: you welcome back six minutes past the hour chuck malamut is here this program is presented by chuck malamut a financial advisor at morgan Stanley. The information, views, and opinions expressed are those of Chuck Malamut and do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley or its affiliates. They are current as of the date of this broadcast and are subject to change without notice. Neither the information provided nor any opinion expressed herein constitutes a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. This presentation is for informational purposes only. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, member SIPC. Chuck, before we get to all the important financial matters that are at hand.
8: And go blah, blah, uh, Good morning, Harry. Blah, good morning. blah, blah, blah. You know where oh, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I do. I, I do. Look, I could be in the same boat uh, tonight by 7, 8 o'clock tonight. But I do know this, though. And you know I said this going into the playoffs before the first pitch. I said, you don't want to be playing the Phillies right now, and you don't want to be playing the, the San Diego Padres. And... The 101-win Atlanta Braves, gone. 101-win New York Mets, gone. 111-win your team, the Los Angeles Dodgers, gone. There's something to this, Chuck.
8: Uh, Harry, I think if history repeats itself, it's uh, been the last several years. I think with Atlanta last year.
1: The teams that are hot at the end, that continue to have to play, have the momentum. Dodgers sat for how many days? chuck a week it's terrible yeah i mean you play every day for six months you get an occasional day off and you play every day for half a year and all of a sudden you don't play for a week i think it shuts the whole thing down and you have to start it back up again
8: i I will tell you harry it was a very very late night (laughs) uh i think that one inning was incredible i i actually i i did fall asleep um I mean, how and, couldn't and they you? and they and the Dodgers were winning, and I woke up and the Dodgers were still winning, and then I just watched that that disaster unfold. What,
1: they have like uh, a five run inning or something? They did,
8: yeah, yeah, and and you know, I think a lot of it goes back to management. do you pull your starter when you pull your starter, it's all about analytics. I mean here you uh, whatever
1: That's, i wanted I wanted that. the Yankees and the Dodgers uh, so, I mean nobody, no offense, but nobody wants San Diego Padres.
8: I mean, I uh, know there's a pretty well hated team, and um, not and Houston, a, and not a big market. Disliked. Same thing. I mean, you you get, I, I mean, you think about the markets now. I mean, you have, I mean, obviously, hopefully, it goes your way. You got you got a New York team, you got a Houston team, uh, you have a Philadelphia team, and you have in San Diego. So I mean, or
1: it could wind up Cleveland, uh, Philly, San Diego, and Houston, and that's. Whoever wins out of that, that's right. not an attractive World Series. Exactly,
8: and I don't think the networks would ne- the networks would be terribly pleased with that. Um, what? What?
1: Seriously, just a, and I'm, I'm not rubbing it in. As a fan, the Dodgers win 111 games. It's a tough, unexpected way to go. Well, I think
8: that you know, Harry, it, it is. But I mean, you you can go back and Monday morning quarterback and the you know, the Dodgers had not played in a in an important game for over a month. That's the truth. I, I talk about that. You know they they had gotten such a these huge other teams lead. were in
1: playoff atmosphere.
8: Uh, yeah they, they I don't want to say they coasted, but they coasted. I mean yeah. they didn't have to they didn't have to play like the Phillies, you know, two days out to you know to, to get to, to get in. It's the truth. Uh but it'll be interesting. I mean I think the Phillies come go off it. Eight, they started 803 8 three first right, pitch so not too, you could
1: 973 ESPN I'll catch an hour yeah. of it I mean I've enjoyed I've watched the Phillies uh in the playoffs and and I mean they've had timely hitting uh there's that the, I understand that Veterans oh, Veterans Stadium uh <laughs> um don't tell me Citizens Bank ballpark Citizens Bank was louder than it's ever been I, I did was told hear that yeah it, was, yeah
8: it had to be it's terribly insane which is which is great and I can imagine that you're gonna see the same thing uh on Friday, yeah, they're home Friday, Saturday, Sunday,
1: and, and look, if they didn't have that one little, well, first of all, they 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 got off to a bad start, and they get rid of Girardi, but they had that one bad patch, or they would be the home team right now. Mm-hmm. They're only two games behind San Diego. One other sports item, and then we'll get to the uh, market update. Philadelphia Eagles, something really good is happening right now, Chuck.
8: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Harry, I don't, I don't want to say I'm a, I'm not an eagle lover. I'm not an eagle hater. It's I just don't have quote a a team, because on any given Sunday, uh, your my you know a team could be your team for any of a number of reasons. But yeah, I mean they. I mean you looked at that game uh, on Sunday night and they tuned up Dallas. I mean there was no doubt about it. It was <laughs> how do you you can't put it any other way. Really, mean, was, especially in the first half. I, I don't want to say the game was over at halftime. It never is. I mean Dallas did. They did, made good adjustments. They did try to come back and. Uh, but, it's, you know, football is 60 minutes, and um, it's just so amazing. The, the product, in spite of everything that's going on in the world, the, you know, the product for the most part the NFL puts on the field is, is pretty incredible.
1: And I, I realize you're not into wagering or anything like that, but I know you pay attention to sports. The odds makers as of two weeks ago, so it isn't just now that they're 6-0, and as of two weeks ago, the odds makers have installed the Eagles as the favorite in every game for the entire season. That's I've never a, heard well, of that. You know, I you I've know, never I, heard of I, that. I
8: did hear you and Kirk this morning talk about it and and um you, you don't want a team quite frankly to go undefeated. It's just there's so much pressure. Yeah. on each and every game as it builds and you know you want I don't want to say you want to have them throw in a game that you know a clunker but it, you know you need you need that about 3 quarters of the way into the season you actually want the, you know not that you're wishing for it but you know something, you know, pops up, and all of a sudden, you know, they, they you're they get beat, which is actually I don't think Harry's such a bad thing.
1: I I agree with you. I think they're going to lose one or two games. The, I think they're better than every team in the league right now. But of course, injuries can. I mean, you lose Jalen Hurts, and then they're not a great mm-hmm. team anymore. I think they would still because they're six and zero. They'd still win four or more games and make the playoffs. But Gardner Minshew is p- pedestrian to me. He's good enough. <laughs> He's a good backup. But it's just not the same, and they can't do the same things. I I kind of agree with that logic of not having the pressure of – because there's a bullseye on you every week too. And, and, exactly, yep. And it's good to have that experience where maybe you had to make a kick in the last minute. I, I've said this for years in the NCAA. When you have a team that is not tested during the season, they usually get knocked out in the tournament.
8: They do, absolutely, Harry. For sure. I mean, I, I mean, you look at look at college football. I mean, Alabama goes down. Uh, there's
1: what a game
8: by on, the way. On any, oh. on any given Saturday or Sunday, anything can happen.
1: Well, I think we're in a world now at the collegiate level and at the professional level. I don't know if you agree with this, but I think there's more parity than I can ever remember.
8: There absolutely is, Harry, and and you know, obviously these these big colleges, you know, just. You know, vie to get into the top twenty-five, and then you you throw in a couple bad weeks. Uh, Oklahoma, OU—I mean, they—you know—you know—I follow them. Yes, uh, they had in—they put in three consecutive bad weeks, two weeks of which the quarterback was out. And they're no longer in the, in the top twenty-five, and they probably will never get back in this year. Did they fire their coach? They did not.
1: No, there no. was a team though that fired their coach. Um, uh, and I it, gosh, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, you're you're uh, absolutely correct. And it's a good team, or yeah. should be a good team, but they're they're underperforming. All right, let's get the first break in. We're going to come back. There's a lot to talk about, uh, all about your financial matters with Chuck Malamut. Right after this, 15 minutes past the hour
0: with Chuck. This is Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. .com. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome
1: back. 19 minutes past the hour. Chuck Malamut, Market Update.
8: All right, Harry. Let's go. We uh, we need to compress here. We yeah, got a, got a fair amount to cover today. So let's start with last week because because uh, it, it was ba- it was. I guess we're getting close to Halloween, mm-hmm. and it was certainly a strange sh- strange week for both stocks and bonds. Equities were down four out of the five days. Uh, the S and P was down one point six percent for the week, um, and that's be- taken into account. Imagine if we didn't have that incredible rally on Thursday. Mm. Uh, you know when, when the, you know what is happening right now, Harry. The, the the path of least resistance remains to be some, unfortunately, to the downside for the most part, as the Fed is continually focused on increasing rates uh, and to to fight inflation, and and worries again about the economic slowdown. So. Um, You know, September CPI, and we'll come and we'll talk about this in a little few minutes, came in hotter than expected uh, on both the headline and the core measures. Best sectors for the week, consumer staples, health care. Worst sectors were consumer discretionary and technology. So if you stopped on Friday, and we'll talk a little bit about Monday, and, and we'll morph right into that in a second, but going into this week, uh, Dow down seventeen percent year to date. Uh, SP S and P down almost twenty four, and the Nasdaq down close to thirty four percent. Same thing holds true with uh, with international stocks down about twenty five percent. And we always want to talk about what's happening with the ten year. The ten year Treasury, Harry. Imagine putting your money to work on January first, buying a nice conservative Treasury bond, getting clipping your coupon. You're down eighteen. That's one eight percent year to date. Best sectors energy. Year to date, and they're the that's actually the only winning sector. It's still up fifty percent year to date. Consumer staples and healthcare down about ten and eleven percent, respectfully. And on the flip side, uh, communication services, consumer discretionary, and real estate down anywhere from thirty three to thirty nine percent. Now, when you when you take a look at what is happening here, um, you know yesterday. And, uh, and and then again, and today, the indexes, you know, closed yesterday, uh, you know, sig- fairly significantly on the upside. The averages today are up again, and you know, uh, our guy Mike Wilson, we always talk about, you know, said, "Listen, we he still thinks we're in a bear market, um, but you're going to get these rallies in here." And don't be surprised if you end up, you know, 15 percent on the upside from the low that we put on put in, you know, last week on Thursday. So is
1: there a little bit of a let's pretend or it's like make believe, like Gene London's cartoon corners or something where every reasonable person knows that this is a recession already? We might be even in ready to report the third straight quarter of negative GDP. But yet we keep seeing I think they're planted stories uh all the experts say within the next 12 to 18 months we're going to have a very deep recession well
8: what the hell is this what is today's date harry october the 17th and november the 8th okay so all right so the countdown clock continues yeah and and, and i'm gonna i i i do want to talk i mean it's not on the agenda but i i, I want to just chat with you for a minute about about the student debt yeah um and, and i and i'm gonna let's just go there for a second i I know that Biden put in into the portal. You can get started. You can yeah. file your application. Um, I, I know that has nothing to do with politics. No, not at all. Uh, being that we're just a few weeks out. Ten or twenty thousand apiece. But if if you are if you all of a, a number of states are objecting and filing lawsuits, mm-hmm. how can you continue in the process? Can you actually go out and forgive that? $10,000 and then I I don't get it I mean All right
1: I'll give you what I think it is it's suspension of disbelief they're pretending that that's not going on and they're just blinders on going for it and then if either the the, the parent or the student borrower get taxed on it later at the state level or if they prevail and Imagine what would there be a take back program?
8: Well, that's what the if, that's what the question. How awful I, will that be? I, I'm saying so. How
1: you know? But they don't care because November eighth, it's just default. That'll be over by then. Okay. They don't care. They want the benefit of look. We're trying to do this and look at these bad people that want to take it from you, and well, they're wrong. We we got we. The president said we have the money to pay for this because of the deficit reduction we've done. I mean, this is the level of intellectual dishonesty that's breathtaking it's
8: unbelievable unfortunately harry most americans only look at the headlines yeah you know they, it's, it's, you remember, remember but the, if
1: you think about it if the if the one side wants to give you candy and the other side's telling you you need to eat broccoli who's gonna win in that i don't know i think the candy crowd <laughs> is gonna win Is is my
8: opinion i don't know i think october 31 i'm gonna be at your house with the 40 pounds of candy we got it but let's talk a little about i mean you talk about you know the markets Harry and let's talk about yesterday. I guess the, maybe you use the word seasick yeah I, I mean if you I mean imagine getting on a boat and, and you know, the boat's going to be calm forever and you're mm-hmm. out in the ocean with these swells and that's that's not happening. I mean another day, another wild swing in the market the s p came back 2.6 percent yesterday. and Harry, we always talk about volatility. We have had 11 trading days so far this month as of close of business yesterday. It was the sixth daily move that we've had in excess of 2.4 percent. It's been crazy. Up higher or lower. So, um, you know. Remember when we last, it was a while ago, but we lived in an environment like that. And and yeah, and remember on the flip side, we lived for, I don't know, there was a year or two where we had absolutely no volatility. Correct. so the reasons for the the gains yesterday, and it looks like they're continuing on today as well, uh, you know, several fold. You know, they're having obviously a lot of issues in, in the U.K. Uh, the, the newly installed finance minister walked back nearly all of the budget proposals that the predece- his predecessor had put forward just just last month.
1: They're saying the prime minister's in trouble there, might, might uh, not
8: survive. Well, let me tell you, yeah, I mean, there, yeah. there are some problems. So so, they reversed all these plans, Harry, which included cutting taxes, raising spending, and and uh, would have needed some additional borrowing from, from the government. So the bond market didn't like it, the currency market didn't like it, and the British pound, you know, tumbled to a record low against our dollar and the yield of these British sovereign bonds – also, we were at several, you know, several decade high levels. Now, is, is the world doing a lot worse than we are? I think parts of the world are. So, so the, the UK government, you know, listened to the market. and They backtracked and they said, "Listen, we're, we're not going to move forward with this." Um, the pound was up almost two percent yesterday. Harry uh, it closed about one point one four versus our U.S. dollar. It had dropped as low as one point oh seven to the dollar. You know, within the last couple of weeks. Um, so in in the U.S. Uh, corporate earnings, you know, the first set of earnings would always come from the from from the big banks, mm-hmm. and for the most part, you know those those earnings were better than uh, what was forecasted. Although the earnings were tampered down pretty significantly. Well, I heard one
1: large bank report seven percent declination, and that they are stockpiling cash. To be able to pay losses that they expect, no, defaulted yeah, loans and right. things. Right.
8: No, but here's here's the problem that that a lot of these U.S. large cap multinational companies are faced. You know, with with a dollar, you know, reaching you know thirty year highs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it creates um, a, a a lot of issues with these multinationals. You know. Companies with sales in in other currencies are seeing a a major headwind right now. And when you translate it back to dollars, those earnings are worth less today than they were at the start of the year, you know, to the tune of 15 percent. That's what I said yesterday. Uh, See,
1: when you hear strong dollar, but the buying power isn't there.
8: No, so 30 percent of the U.S. companies, you know, do have revenues that are earned abroad. So if you earned a, if you earned a dollar, Harry, in January of a year, you know, this beginning of the year versus a dollar now, that dollar now is worth, you know, 85 cents on the dollar. So your earnings are going to get clipped as a result of that, um, you know, and, and there are a lot of companies that obviously, you know, do a lot of business outside of the U.S.,
1: Kirk I'm um, Kirk Kirk was uh, just texting me Chuck since we know now that the average there was a report done that the average 401k is down 25 percent right now what do you say to your investors listening right now I as a layperson said in an opening monologue in the six o'clock hour that the only way you ensure your losses is by making the wrong decision now. What do you say as an expert? No,
8: look, you're you're absolutely correct. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, unless you need all that four hundred one k money right now, there's absolutely no reason, you know, to you know, to, you know, to do a major asset allocation shift, unless there's some changes in your life. Uh, now, what happens is, you know, a, a lot of individual investors and a lot of hedge funds, I mean, they get that feel good when they get out, but then you know, we'll, we'll get Harry. We're going to get out mm-hmm. today, uh, and then we're going to quote time the market, right? And we'll get back in. So, do you know how hard you got to get it done twice? Right. You got to get it done on the when you get out, and you got to get it done right on the way back in. That is almost impossible. And and I know that we've talked about this before. And the a
1: handful a, of days. Yeah, thirty the,
8: over thirty. You know, you have thirty years. The average return on the S and P is just over nine percent. Now we know we're not getting nine percent every year, as evidenced now, in the in the very very tough year we're living through. But you know the precursor to that was that we had two very very you know good years, substantial years. You take out, I think we did the math there's seventy five hundred trading days. Take five days, the five best days out of seventy five hundred. Take them out. You weren't invested you would have, you, Harry, you would have reduced your return by 50%. I mean, it's, and how would you, you don't uh, know what's coming. So did you know, so perfect, perfect example. So CPI comes out on Thursday, right? The market initially is down four or 500 points. I mean, Mike knows better because, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, the market reverses itself. You know, we hit some numbers on the downside, the market bounced and it was up, you know, 1,500 points swing reversal during the day. And I think it was the fourth biggest day or fifth biggest day on record where you've had that kind of movement. Yeah. Uh, Now, at 9.30 a.m., you're out. Um, Imagine the damage you did to yourself by not being back in. Now, Friday, obviously, was an off day. Monday, yesterday, Harry, was a good day. looks like today is going to firm up to be a good day as well because we're focused on earnings. And if the banks can get it done... And for the most part, they have proven to do that. I mean, think about this: the bank, the bank's bread and butter, is taking in deposits, mm-hmm. consumer savings accounts, mm-hmm. writing loans such as mortgages, commercial, or, or, or uh, you know, individual retail mortgages, and 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 the the gap that it pays um, on deposits, you know. A little plug here, Morgan Stanley three percent preferred savings insured money. The banks are not at three percent No. okay? The banks okay will increase you fifteen, twenty, twenty five basis points here. So the gap between the interest it pays on deposits and the interest it earns on loans is net was NII or net interest income, and it's and yesterday big bank reported, I, I mean significant earnings in excess of of, of expectations because you know the fed is increasing these rates Harry you know they've been up, we're up 300 basis points yeah. and and so that works to the banks advantage
1: we are to the halftime break a little bit past 32 minutes past the hour we'll be right back with Chuck Malamut uh, all about your financial matters to reach Chuck the Malamut team the Malamut group 609-383-2010 609-383-2010 Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app, BetParks.com.
5: This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network.
1: And this is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Huge health benefits increase is coming to Atlanta County. What is usually under 3% might be 23%. It'll be a staggering problem if they can't work it out. A 14-year-old girl in Summers Point was missing and found all within hours. And the Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office is at it again. Their Dawn Patrol strikes in Atlantic City.
4: From the Townsville, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Cooler, drier air is here. And that's going to leave our weather feeling mighty November-ish for the next three days. We'll progress from clouds to sun today. Our high temperature only reaching 58 degrees. Clear and chilly tonight, and even frosty away from the coast, low 39. Sun and clouds tomorrow, breezy and cool, high of 55, 59 with sunshine on Thursday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today early in the
0: morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Brian Kilmead is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Thank you, welcome back. Back to Chuck in 1 minute. This is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs with Stores in Northfield, New Jersey at 900 Hilton Road. That's right next to Broadcast Center and on Route 73 in Mount Laurel, Roy Scott and their team are extraordinarily service-minded. I've experienced their service. They do a great job. A lot of the things you can do there, you don't need appointments or anything. If you need a new um, cell phone screen, or in my case, if you want to keep your phone for a while longer, why not? If you own it free and clear and you're not making monthly payments on a 1500 hour phone, uh, just get a new battery from Batteries Plus Bulbs. They have the tiniest watch batteries all the way up to car batteries. If you go to get a new car battery, which I'm going to do at some point because my battery is 10 years old, but I just had it checked and I can't believe it. It's still it's still good. But when the time comes, I'll take it to batteries plus bulbs. They'll take the battery out of my car. They'll dispose of the old one and they'll put the new one in your car and you just drive away. So it's pretty neat. A lot of times you go to stores where you can buy the battery, but... You then either have to schlep it and they're heavy, uh, and and you have to put it in. Or and remember, there's that tray and the mounting bars and everything. So let leave that to the professionals. When you stop by, batteries plus bulbs. Also mention my name. It is the phrase that pays. Say Harry sent me, Hurley sent me, Hurley in the morning, some variation. Make sure you say that because you will get a discount or some kind of gift. I've seen. I saw um, Frank and Absekin. Getting a new battery put in his uh, mother-in-law's cell phone. It was a flip-top phone. They had the battery, and he mentioned Harry Hurley, and he got a discount. Shop local. Shop batteries plus bulbs. Tell Roy and Scott that I sent you,
8: Chuck. We got a lot to do. All right, we do, Harry. So let, let's <clears throat> let's <clears throat> excuse me. Let's talk a minute about uh, what happened last Thursday with core inflation and uh, and CPI. We had PPI the day before, uh, so.
1: Have you noticed the term 40 years ago is in play all the time? Highest inflation yeah, in 40 19, years.
9: 19, we've yeah, we've rated
1: the strategic petroleum reserves like no time. They've never been depleted more than since 1980. It's 40 years ago. It's very, it's not coincidental.
8: So, uh, Harry, 8.2% uh, was C- was CPI year over year. Uh, it was 83 in, in August, uh, but... You know, the core reading, which ex- <laughs> excludes food and energy, you know, rose 6.6 percent from 6.3 percent. And again, the highest since August 1982, which happens to be, you know, 40 years ago. The, you know, it, it, we did see the price of the pump during the month for the most part come down. But with Harry, what, Harry, what is happening, shelter, health care, those are a little stickier and those costs. Um, you know fueled the advance with respect to CPI and you know prior to the announcement there was a 60 percent chance of, the, of a 75 basis point rate hike <laughs> uh, back in, uh, in, in what's well, going to happen beginning of November that now Harry I, I know it's never a hundred percent but it's as close but to it, that as hundred percent and now, there is a a chance. Remember, we talked about twenty five or fifty basis points in December. Now they're talking another seventy five basis points. There's a sixty percent chance of that happening. So you think about you think about this for a second, Harry. If, if you look at what is happening uh, with 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 the Fed and what's happened with rates, we have gone up three hundred basis points in the in the, in the last in the last six months. Um, at this. At this pace, and you think about what happened last week with a couple of banks over, you know, over the pond, so to speak. But at, at this pace, Harry, something could break. You know, I'm not sure what that black swan is, but something could happen here, mm. you know, creating a credit or liquidity accident. And oh, so boy. the market, you know, remember we old, the old expression, you got to sleep with, with one eye open? Well, right now you better, you should be sleeping with both eyes both eyes open because there's something and I I'd be foolish you say harry you know on um, on November the 15th here's what's going to happen we we don't know that but you know if, if history is a precursor um to to something that could happen in the in the future i just think that there's there's, that's why the market's doing what it's doing right now.
1: Let's let the cake bake. We're going to come right back. That was sobering and intellectual honesty from the best in the business. Chuck Malamut, for all of your financial planning needs, 609-383-2010. That's the number that I use all the time when I talk to Chuck and his team. 609-383-2010. I, t- I talked to Chuck just yesterday about our account. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Chuck Malamut talking all about your financial matters. I am respectfully yours.
0: Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app.
1: We're back. It's 51 minutes past the hour with Chuck Malamut. It is early in the morning. And Chuck, I think this is very important. Uh, Is the labor market beginning to soften. You know,
8: Harry, we are seeing again these, you know, very, very low by historical standards on un, uh, unemployment numbers. Um, and, you know, at the, at the, at the month end, but, but average hourly earnings, you know, continue to decelerate. Uh, labor participation over the last several months, you know, has increased. Job openings have peaked. And are now starting to come down. You know, the labor market is softening here a little bit on the margin and uh, perhaps not as quickly as the Fed would like it. Because, you know, as create I mean, we've talked about this. The the Fed wants unemployment to go f- up to four and a half, you know, four point eight percent.
1: I don't want this to happen. But there's two terms that I want eliminated from the English vernacular. The the great resignation. I want that thrown in the garbage can and put the lid on it, light it on fire. And I want this term quiet, quit. quiet
8: quitting. Yes. When I
1: tell you, I, I that gets me going. So I think all this turns around. The, the employers are going to be back in the catbird seat. It's coming. Harry, isn't I it? think
8: I think they're there now. I mean, you you've, you've, I agree. You mean you look at some of these large tech companies. You look at some of the, you know, the large banks They are no longer hiring, Harry. They are, in fact, reducing workforce. I think, I mean, not to throw a name out, but I think Microsoft just yesterday announced that, you know, they are going to have a reduction in the workforce. So, you know, for those that sat back and said, you know, I'm going to do everything digital, you know, at home, remotely, I don't need to go to the office. I can get all my work done there. And in the office, you know, the company saying, listen, we want you in the office you know, to be able to collaborate and work and, you know, with your colleagues and the like. I, I th- want to think, Harry, that.
1: But I, there are but there is a dichotomy here, though, because I agree with every word you're saying. But at the same time, restaurants and certain industries
8: are cannot attract enough, staff. Correct. And
1: retain staff
8: service industries yeah. such as airlines. Yeah. Pilots, flight attendants, yeah. ground crew. I mean, they're, you know. That's, you know, you you look at some of the lines that are at these airports now. It's obviously because of a shortage of labor. But I also
1: saw that uh, we should expect the cost to fly
8: to increase substantially. Harry, the cost to fly over Thanksgiving I saw that. is up about 30 percent. And then go, if that's not bad enough, go look at Christmas. Mm. Uh, these Christmas flights are up. Thirty to forty percent.
1: I've been bird dogging. I usually buy a round trip. Have you, Chuck? Have you ever had enough time where you just get one way and then you try? I'm I'm trying to time the market, so I'm timing the the flight home. This is January. Was beautiful, like seventy dollars from Florida to home. But they want a lot more for the flight from here to there. So I have it. They have these software things where it keeps you apprised. So I'm trying to time the market, Chuck. It's not, Harry, it's not think, going so Harry, good right Harry, now.
8: I think you go for the other for the thirty dollars. It's a little go, more than that. Well, no. maybe fifty dollars. Okay. Like it's like a hundred. You're you're like the number <laughs> one talk show host in a, in a major metropolitan market. You are the number. I pay, where are you here? Number forty? No, thirty-five. 35.
1: Yeah, I think you in can America. I think you can handle it. All right, I'll I'll, I'll reserve it today.
8: But, they'll, but you don't have to get your seat because what'll happen is they'll sign you a seat. They'll put you in that in here. the you will put you in that last row. No. in middle seat, right next to the restroom. How's that sound?
1: Well, I will tell you this. <laughs> I'm going to say no to that, uh, respectfully, because I do like to sit towards the front of the plane. But on our way home from Alaska, we made a stop from Seattle to San Francisco. When we got on the San Francisco plane, Margie and I were assigned the back row that you're talking about. Now, I've never been in the back row before. That chair is like fixed to the wall. That chair
8: is not reclined. That's correct.
1: I've never even known a world like that. And you're right next to the bathroom. And Margie was in the middle seat and I was in the window seat. It was the worst flight of my life.
8: Harry, I had... That's, and I thought we
1: were going to crash into the into the bay in that airport. You know, you know where, know. It's, where that plane did crash. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let, let's get going here. So,
8: so listen, there, there is a <laughs> I'll buy the there is another ratio. It's called the BBR. It's the the, the uh, bull bear ratio. And, and it's measured every week. And last week, Harry, it dropped for the fourth consecutive week to 0.57 and Harry that is the lowest level we have seen since guess what March 2009 which was you know we started coming out of the financial crisis you know so far this indicator you know has not worked this during this bear market historically readings below 1.0 and we like i said we are 0.57 now Often have marked the bottom of corrections. Now we're not going to call a top. We're not going to call a bottom. We talked. Right. We did say what Mike Wilson said earlier. Uh, you know, the, the more the futures are up, is it again. possible
1: that we did hit the bottom?
8: Harry, look, you, <laughs> anything's possible, anything's right? Possible. You never know. I mean, you're not going to know that for another six months. But why
1: are they talking twelve to eighteen months out a recession? We would be in this kind of thing for like three years by the time we would get there or get well, out of it.
8: Look. It, it, the you're never you're, by historical standards we are in a recession. I know, all right. I wish they would just say uh, it. You know, then we
1: could get out of it.
8: <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they're. I, I, I mean, I know I, it's politics, I but mean, I think you have earnings. It's there's still there's still a lot of headwinds with respect to earnings. Uh, at the, at the same time, you know, there's a. I'm Harry. I've never seen this, this much pessimism right. from professionals probably in the last. 10 15 years i mean it's wherever you go it's like you're trapped
1: but what's so awful chuck at the same time i mean the president we don't do politics on your show but he said it it's a public comment he said our economy is strong as hell why does he say these things nobody believes that
8: oh i I think i I think most people do understand you know with the rise as you said it ever so well the price the while the price of the pump has come down yeah but, you know, it did move back up, but now it's back down again this week. Yeah. The price of food. You know, health You guys talked about that with Denny this morning. I mean, it's, you know, wherever you go, you turn around, you get kind of, kind of like punched in the face.
1: And these are not like small increases that everybody's used to a couple, 2%, 3%, 23% increase. Yeah,
8: there's... People can't handle that. O- over the top, for sure. All right, Harry, look, I know we're, I hear the music playing yeah. us off. 20 seconds. Big day today for you. Yankees, 4.07 p.m. And then a big day for Kirk starting at, what, 8.03 or something? Yes. And formally, you're... you're... <laughs> <laughs> I will be rooting... Harry, I will be rooting for the Phillies. I will, too. Okay. And I will They're be rooting, my second team. And I'll be rooting for you, Yankees. Thank you, Chuck. All right, you have a great week. You, too, my friend.
1: 609-383-2010, I believe that Dr. Newkirk is going to make a house call next. Then open forum, I promise.
0: WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank
1: you, Chuck Malamut, who has just left the building. Like Elvis, Chuck Malamut has left the building. Towards the end of Elvis's career, he would do like those karate moves and stuff and wave like with a karate pose. And he would walk right the heck out and boom, there would be cameras trailing. He'd walk directly into the car. The car was already running and the announcer would say, Elvis has left the building. That's where that phrase came from. And Chuck Malamut sends his best regards to the best in his business dr mark newkirk so we start off with great greetings from malama to newkirk this is newkirk family veterinarians presents dr mark newkirk and this is a program twice monthly that's devoted to a very very listenable well-rounded discussion all about your pets and that's every aspect you know taking care well visits uh dental visits you know, whenever you would need Dr. Newkirk in an emergency, whether it be uh, surgery required or some kind of consult, uh, they're always there for you. And they just do a fabulous job. And I can say that because they've done so for my family and they've done, I know a dear friend has been texting me. I know that Dr. Newkirk came in on one of the most major holidays of the year and performed a uh, a surgery I know he will remember it because I don't know how often uh, dr Newkirk uh, comes across dogs uh, bleeding out of their um, shall we say anus uh, I said that on family radio and dr Newkirk uh, that you can imagine that's very very scary uh, for the human owner and dr Newkirk just when I mean, he saved the dog's life there's no question emergency surgery was required I mean that's the kind of service you can get 609. Six four five twenty one twenty six oh nine six four five twenty one twenty on the web at Newkirk, N E W K I R K, Newkirk Family Veterinarians dot com. We're going to have open forum after Doctor Newkirk. So if you're holding in this segment, I'm going to presume you have a question for Doctor Newkirk. Uh, If not, call back uh, at around forty minutes past the hour. Doctor Newkirk, welcome to your program, sir.
9: Oh, good morning, sir. How have have, this is a wonderful day out there. I love this weather. Oh,
1: my gosh, it's beautiful. I mean, yesterday was 69 degrees at 5 o'clock last night. Now, it's going to cool precipitously for a couple of days. Then it's going to warm up again. Doc, before we go a step further, I, I want to take this opportunity. I thanked you privately, but I want to thank you publicly uh, for your support at uh, our charity dinner, you're always there for us unless you're out of the country uh, and you not only participate uh, at the dinner, but also in the silent auction. And you did so again. So thank you very much for your generous support, Doc.
9: Oh, you're welcome. It's always a great time, and uh, I love the speech uh, by Congressman Van Drew. And uh, uh, it was a good time had by all. I won a nice prize, so uh, yeah, we're uh, we're always ready to go.
1: You're the best, and and if you're not going to be away, because I know you do a lot of continuing education, September twenty ninth, twenty twenty three, Friday night. Already in, in the appointment book, we, we've got the ballroom at, the, at Resorts Casino Hotel, the Ocean Ballroom, and Brian Kilmeade, the Fox News uh, superstar, will be our featured guest and our keynote speaker. So that's going to be a very, very special evening, and uh, hopefully your schedule will permit you to be there.
9: Well, we will uh, <laughs> let us hope that uh, everyone is still healthy and happy, and, and we will, yeah, I'm sure. For sure.
1: So what's happening? Uh, I, I will tell you that I think there's a weird like allergy um, fall season. That's more. How do I say this more potent than we're used to? Are you experiencing that in, in your profession?
9: We do see uh, a lot of fall allergy in the animals. The fall is actually the worst time for the allergies for the pets, and uh, the big difference, uh, as we've talked before, is that instead of sneezing like you and I do, uh, the dogs and the cats, they're scratching, they're itching, especially dogs. Licking their feet excessively. Sometimes people come in and say, "Oh my gosh, he keeps me up all night. He's just licking his feet and, and licking his feet, and, and that's classical for allergy. And it's the ragweed and the molds uh, that are out this time of year. And of course, uh, pets always have their noses in the ground. The dogs as they're sniffing around all over the place. Uh, we send this, of course, open the windows, and we'll see a lot of our cats are, you know, sitting in the windowsill. And they start scratching and licking and uh, so it's a it's a common time for them and this this year yeah we are seeing quite a few and and it will happen until we get really uh, quite a few frosts to really kill everything off so and we're going to see itchy animals probably into december it's it's pretty normal this time of year
1: if you have a question for Dr Newkirk all about your pets, 609 407 1450 for the next uh, 25 minutes or so. And then after that, of course, you can reach Dr. Newkirk at 609-645-2120. Do you have a question for Dr. Newkirk? You're on the air. If you do, go right ahead. Caller, are you there? We'll free that line up. If you want to call back, if you have a question for Dr. Newkirk, phone lines are open 609-407-1450. I noticed, uh, and and again, I didn't know it until you just said it, that fall is worse than spring. Spring is my worst, but then again, it's there's no correlation between that. Uh, it just happens to be mine. But I don't usually have any difficulties in the fall. About a day or two ago, I woke up. My right eye felt like it was spring allergies, the, the tree pollen that I'm allergic to. I mean, I, I just felt it. And I'm not used to that, so that tells me it's pretty astronomical. Then I did some reading and found out that we are having a pretty severe fall allergy season. So I'm rooting, I'm rooting for uh, the, 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 the the freezing weather to knock it out uh, until the spring. Uh, so you covered the fact that the, the animals are dealing with it and that it is their um, their worst season. Let's talk a little bit about because we think about what we would do i i take a shower if i'm outside for any length of time in the in the spring i got to get that pollen off of me the clothes that are covered in the pollen gone in the hamper uh, and and getting that pollen out because if you think about it uh ladies and gentlemen i'm not schooling doc he knows this you if you keep that pollen on you and you just go about your day then you go lay down and you're rubbing in the pillow all night right in the in the in the pollen so the the equivalent to what we do you got to clean those paws when when the dogs come back inside right
9: yeah it's really important and and a good thing uh, to do as a routine just uh, especially wipe those feet out Uh, just some ice cold water is fine get up between the toes Uh, the other thing is wipe the face down because of course again they got their nose in the grass all the time and actually the inner flaps of the ear uh, especially with dogs that have their ears that are down Um, part of what ears are for especially if you're looking at bloodhounds that track uh, people for example um, the ears as the dog is sniffing the ears are moving and what the ears do is they're actually um, creating little air currents that bring the sense to the dog and this is why bloodhounds are so good for following people, um, but by the same token, then these ears creating these little air currents are disturbing the pollen and the ragweed, and then the ears are uh, getting full of that stuff as well, so you know, wipe those ear flaps down, and the other part is the belly, sort of the naked skin area this is uh, a big area as well for dogs that are licking. And the reason they lick and we sneeze is that our allergy systems are different. We are a histamine-based uh, allergy creature. So uh, when we catch a pollen or something, our histamine levels go up, and then we start sneezing. And so we take an antihistamine, and that seems then to help the... Dogs, of course, typically, and cats are licking and scratching, and they're not sneezing. And so this is because they have a um, completely different allergy system than we do, and therefore antihistamines don't work very well. Uh,
1: Doc, can it get so bad that they'll just gnaw and scratch at it and chew at it that they can create an infection?
9: Uh, Yeah, we see this commonly, um, especially uh, what's called a hot spot. A hot spot is just an intense localized area of allergy where dogs especially will scratch and bite so bad that this comes in, it's just pus and blood, and it's painful, we have to many times, we have to shave these and clean these. Uh, Many times we have to add sedation because it's that bad. Um, And this can come up within a few hours. You can imagine uh, your dog putting those teeth on its own skin, and in a short time, it's gonna make a big problem. And we can see this in cats as well, where they're licking their hair off, Um, excessively, and uh, the hair is sort of cut. It's bristly when you feel it. It's not that the hair is falling out, which would give you sort of naked, smooth skin uh, with no hair, and this is truly, they're licking it out. So if you have patches on your cat and you're petting and the the hair seems short and kind of like it's been cut off, it, it has, and that's the cat um excessively scratching so yeah we can see some pretty nasty skin lesions from animals that are just licking and licking and licking
1: this is the only break that we'll take during dr newkirk's program it's 17 minutes past the hour to reach dr newkirk and his fine team at newkirk family veterinarians and remember when you're making that phone call you are calling uh an establishment that has more than four decades in pet care newkirk Family Veterinarians, a trusted name in pet care for more than 40 years. 609-645-2120 to make an appointment. If you're going to do a well visit, if you have an issue that you're dealing with, uh, give Dr. Newkirk a call. He's really outstanding to work with, and he has many, many uh, tools in the toolbox, if you will, in terms of traditional but also what Dr. Newkirk calls complementary medicine or what you might hear about or read about as alternative care. And sometimes one works better than the other, and sometimes he employs both uh, in the same case. It uh, will be right back, 609-407-1450, if you have an on-air question for Dr. Newkirk. And again, to reach Newkirk Family Veterinarian, 609-645-2120 on the web at Newkirk familyveterinarians.com.
0: If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG talk radio app is a must have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3, now. Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. A privilege to present Dr. Mark Newkirk, the official, the
1: exclusive veterinarian for the Hurley in the Morning program. And it's just as important for me to mention this because it is true for the Hurley family as well. I always tell you not to do as I say, do as I already do. And this is who we trust. And he's been amazing. And one of Lauren's dogs is, gosh, Noah's 14 and a half I can't believe I just said that. And Quay is a little bit older than Noah, like 15. And uh, wow, amazing. Uh, and Dr. Newkirk is is Quay's doctor. Uh, to reach Dr. Newkirk, 609-645-2120, 609-645-2120 on the web at NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. Let's break this into a two-part question, Doc. Dogs first and then cats how many times a day should you feed your dog? How many times a day should you feed your cat? And how do you go about doing it for for optimal results?
9: Right. So, um, and the answer is really the same for both. I, I prefer feeding animals twice a day, unless they're puppies and kittens, of course, and they need more. Um, because, um, so number one, dogs you leave food down all day and cats, there's a fair number of them that just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and then they cause obesity a lot. Okay. Um, but uh, So that's number one, and especially with cats, though. There's a lot of people leave food out all day, so as I said, obesity, number one. But number two, cats hide their symptoms so very well that it's difficult many times for people to know uh whether the cat is eating or is not eating and many times with cats again because they hide their symptoms so well uh this is a problem here's the animals come in uh and so first of all i say well how long's he not been eating well i don't know hmm. is he eating i don't know so we have an automatic feeder hmm. uh, is he eating i don't know my husband feeds the cat and then i'll feed the cat and if i find you know the bowls empty point is um, and I'll give you a perfect example. I feed my cats twice a day. Uh, my female didn't show up for breakfast the other day, so I go looking for her because I, they always come. Now she ended up getting shut inside a closet overnight, and she's a very quiet cat, so she wasn't meowing. But you know, otherwise, if I, I would honestly not have noticed, probably. And she would have been in that closet another whole day or more. So uh but more importantly, if they're if they're sick and they're not eating and you're used to seeing your cat coming to breakfast there every morning or dinner and he's not doing that, um, you're gonna notice this a lot sooner and especially again since cats hide their signs so well, you know, they're just sleeping and we chalk that off to well, he's a cat, he sleeps all the time. Well, maybe he's <laughs> sick. Yeah. And the problem is you don't have a way to know unless it's vomiting, of course, or diarrhea or something. Where dogs, it's much easier to tell. You know, they're laying around instead of jumping up and down. They, they don't want to go for a walk. You know, they're not, they're not eating. For dogs to not eat, it was pretty unusual. But we'll see this in cats especially, uh, and, and many, many times, you know, finding a cat, uh, a, a disease in a cat a day or two earlier can make a huge difference uh, because they hide their signs so well
1: i understand from past episodes of your show because we've talked about this you're not a fan of this keeping dry food out all the time uh you're not a fan of that correct
9: Right, and that's really the reason, and secondly, we do see cats that get really fat, uh, then they're prone to diabetes is a big one, so um, especially then, uh, we have to limit the food, limit the diet, and it's tough to get cats to lose weight once they're they're fat, because you really can't get them to exercise. It's not like you can um, take them on a walk, you know, and make them lose weight. That's the big problem. And you are a fan,
1: though, of water being out for dogs, especially all the time, right?
9: Yeah, and cats as well. Um, The other thing is you want to watch for is... uh, just again, well, with dogs and cats, excessive water drinking uh, can oftentimes mean an internal problem. So, diabetes, liver, kidney, um, those kinds of things so important again to, you know, monitor how much water you are putting down, you know, especially cats. You know, here again is uh, they hide their signs uh, very, very well, and uh, you know, if you find your cat always at the drinking bowls, you know, potentially there's an issue going on.
1: Until I met you, I thought cats and a bowl of milk was like you know, uh, cheeseburger, you know, hot dogs, you know. Uh, fourth of july food i thought it was a natural but you've taught me that milk and cats is not necessarily a good thing
9: well it it depends on the cat you know do we see some cats in nobody's really proven lactose intolerance but let's just call it that so we you know kind of have an idea um and you know we will see that potentially at times, but I don't have a problem uh giving cats milk. you just have to again be careful of uh you know is this gonna cause an issue with them so you know i uh I like cats and dogs to have fresh foods um especially real meats you know real meats are important our our cats especially uh they are uh, true carnivores, and they do need meat in the diet. Um, I do like to have them have fresh meat. You know, some will eat it, some won't. Uh, but I do like that. And our dogs, of course, they do pretty much eat anything and everything, especially if it's human food. Um, so I like vegetables mixed in with the food. They're getting natural vitamins, natural uh, uh, minerals that way. And, you know, let's face it, they like it. Uh, they they and we want to feed them stuff so you know go ahead and do it. The point is always in the um, uh, in with the dog food so that the animals not just deciding oh okay you know I' filled up on uh, uh, you know veggies all day you know I don't want to eat my food they do need that uh, because there are, certain trace minerals uh, like uh, zinc manganese copper uh, and so for people out there are doing what they call home-cooked diets now you know then we have to ask okay well what is your home-cooked diet and if they're following recipes then I, uh, I like that a lot the problem is too many times their home-cooked diet is chicken and rice and uh, that is very deficient for animals Uh, it has really very little nutrition into it so you know we have to ask that question and make sure then okay well let's start if you want to do a home-cooked diet let's follow a recipe and let's add vitamins and minerals and fatty acids um, because otherwise you're going to be creating a nutritional problem
1: what is your counsel relative to treats how often and what's just your thoughts about that in general
9: well, I think treats are very, very helpful, especially in training um dogs especially of course are food motivated and many cats are as well um but the over treating you know just the fact that you go in the kitchen doesn't mean the dog gets a cookie <laughs> um or you know and, and this is a big problem because we've trained our animals and our animals have trained us to say that uh oh well, we. You know, you're getting a glass of milk, you know, where's my cookie? And we just give it to them. And by the end of the day, you know, they've had eight or ten or twelve cookies, and uh, plus their usual meal, and then, you know, they're getting too many calories. Um, so I also like, here's a great place for fresh meat. So if you uh, just, say, bought a roast, you could cut this up into small cubes, free some of it saw some of it out every day give them a, you know a piece of meat we can give them carrot we can give them broccoli we can give them an apple uh, you know i understand that we humans want to do this and you know i'll i give my cat a fresh meat one or or some meat off of my plate if uh, he's bugging me for it which he usually does
1: so, so that i don't get uh, afraid to ask what could be a stupid question when you feed say you feed a dog an apple do you cut the, you cut the apple into pieces because the round apple would be sliding all over the place. You don't have a dog paw like an apple and eat it. You cut it in pieces, correct?
9: Well, if, especially again, if I'm doing treats, I am going to slice yeah. it up and give them pieces. <laughs> yes. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, but remember the uh, you know this I'll see with other people's well, well you know I give them a chicken, I cut it all up. Uh, well why are you doing that those teeth are sharper than any knife you have in your kitchen so you know this is another thing stop cutting this food up dogs and cats swallow their food anyway for the most part, they don't really chew, but if the piece of meat or, you know, a whole carrot or whatever is big enough or apple is big enough, they'll chew it, and it's the chewing motion of those teeth that help keep the teeth clean, so stop cutting up the food. Give them, if you're going to give them chicken, and give them the whole darn breast of chicken and let them chew it up. It's it's going to be very, very helpful for the teeth.
1: So, Doc, the first dog I meet that doesn't love cheese, I don't mean just like cheese, by but- love it is going to be the first dog that i meet that doesn't like cheese how how is that for dogs feeding like a slice of cheese or uh, you know this kind of thing
9: yeah uh, cheese is fine and uh, i like cheese for wrapping pills and um as well you know it's the same old story just don't be overloading it uh you know all the time so yeah, you know you can give them almost anything. It's the same as us—anything in moderation. You know, you can have a—you and I can have a couple cookies a day, but we don't want to eat half the box. So <laughs> it's the same yeah. idea.
1: In, in the closing minutes that we have, uh, in terms of diet, uh, because if you do—if you feed your dog or your cat too much and they and they get overweight, that can bring on a lot of health problems. Correct.
9: Yeah, obesity in animals, uh, is, especially dogs, is pretty rampant. Um, part of it again is the the foods that well, typically people are feeding are high carbohydrates uh, because of the grains and that kind of thing in it. And, and you know my status is on on high grains, high carbohydrate foods. Yep. I don't like them. Yep. Um, so that's number one. Uh, again, number two, we start giving them all these treats and cookies. So, uh, you know, they're just, just this amount of calories that they're getting through the day. Now, yes, on occasion we might see a hypothyroid dog, for example, but, you know, most of the time, just like most people, you know, there's no medical issue. You're just eating too much and exercising too little. So, you know, again, especially with our dogs, uh, you know, they they need to go out and walk, and they want to. They want to sniff around and, and you know, and have some fun outside. Uh, but as they get fatter and fatter, then just like you people, you know, you don't want to walk so far. Or <laughs> in the heat, it's really hard yes.
1: to now, walk. Now, Doc, if can you stay for one more follow-up question? I don't want to uh, assume. Do you have, sure. like, two minutes? All right, because I think this is important. With dogs, you... You take them out. They love to run and you could take them to the EHT dog park and they can play with the other dogs and they just they love it. I remember my dog used to grab the leash and hand me the leash. I mean, they want to go out. What do you do about a cat? I mean, they're they're they don't have the cat treadmill or, you know, the cat park. Uh, What about them?
9: Yeah, and this is a big problem once they get fat especially, so it's very, very difficult to exercise them or the cat just says, hey, you know, uh, I'm not gonna chase that laser light, you know, I'm not gonna go fetch this toy that you're throwing. Uh, so, you know, a huge problem and why we want to really try to prevent uh, obesity in cats. Um, Many times getting a second cat if if this is a an only cat household um, is is the best idea, because then the cats will start to play, and the cats will chase each other around the house. Uh, But, you know, laser light, there are some cats, that yes, they love laser lights, or yes, you know, they'll run around with their toys, but for the most part, you know, a dog will, they, I have a cat that fetches, but he will fetch two or three times and say, okay, I'm done, <laughs> where my dog, I, I could throw the ball for two hours, yeah, and, you know, the dog would just go nuts, so... Yeah, really, really difficult to get them to lose weight. So. I, got, I got to
1: ask this follow-up, Doc. I know I'm stretching you more than we, we had planned, but I want to ask you about this. There was the cartoon cat-dog, and you know cat-dog. Cat-dog is like the dog, I think, is in the front, and the cat's in the back, or it could be vice... Well, no, they're Yeah, it, it depends. You know how it goes. One's facing the one way, one's facing the other way. They're one animal, but it's cat-dog. How How do you recommend dogs and cats in a household let me put out a, a case study a, a scenario i'm thinking that if the dog is already there first and you bring the cat the cat's okay with the dog maybe the dog might not be okay with the cat uh how, how best if you want to have both and you know and i know um people uh, very close to me that have both and you do too you have both uh how do you work that out for the best outcome
9: yeah, um, yeah, and that's kind of an individualistic question. But basically, um, most of the time, the animals will get along. But the the best thing to do, let's say you have a dog and you want to get a cat, the best thing to do, honestly, is to get a kitten. Is then the kitten. Puppies and kittens, you know, they don't care. They want to play. It's it's like human kids. Yeah. You know, they just want to play and go on the swing. They don't care what, if you're purple or red or orange, they don't care. And puppies and kittens are the same. So, uh, and a, and a dog is not going to be threatened by a kitten, uh, where, and the kitten wants to play, where an adult cat is probably going to say, yeah, I'm not going to play with you. You know, I'm going to smack you in the face. Leave me alone. Now, obviously, there are, there are older cats that you can bring in and are okay. But if we're talking this general scenario, what's the general public to do out there, then I would get a young cat. Um, the opposite doesn't typically work. Though, so If I have a, an adult cat and I bring in a puppy, uh, that cat's going to say, hey, you know, I don't want to play with you. I don't <laughs> want you to be chewing on my tail. And <laughs> That's what I
1: thought. I was right for once. Oh, my God. Mark the clock. Mark the tape. Uh, I know of an example where the cat is sleeps on top of the dog. They sleep together, uh, the cat gets on top of the dog, and the dog walks around, the cat's on them. They can get along beautifully, can't they?
9: Yeah, they can, really. And there's lots and lots of people that have both dogs and cats, and, and they get along just fine. Um, it's just that individual household thing. Um, how spoiled is the dog, for example? You know, if the dog is hugely spoiled, a uh, dog, and now you're trying to give some attention to a cat, you know, that can create a, an interaction between animals. So every case is different, but bottom line is, yeah, most of them get along pretty well. Uh, again, talk to your veterinarian about your specific situation, uh, but certainly then consider, uh, you know, getting a young kitten in, and uh, typically you don't have any problem at all.
1: 609 to make an appointment with Newkirk Family Veterinarians. Doc, as always, I love our time together.
9: Uh, we always have a good time, good questions, good talks, and uh, I'm always ready to talk to you again.
1: Great to be with you, Doc. Catch you in a couple weeks.
9: Uh, take care now.
1: See you, my friend. That's Dr. Mark Newkirk. It's 40 minutes past the hour, as we promised, wide open forum for the remainder of today's program. Now, you can just, from the cornucopia buffet, just grab an item or two out of the bin because there's so much that's going on. Obviously, Election Day is three weeks away. Early voting in 17 states is already underway. Within the next couple of days, early voting will be taking place in half the country, 25 states, which blows my mind because, obviously, the election is still on. That's why I'm a fan of one Election Day Let the whole thing play out. I know there are people that have voted two and three weeks early, and then maybe something disqualifying comes up. I don't mean a dirty trick or anything like that, but something that you didn't know prior to closer to the election day itself. And guess what? You can't take it back. You voted. You cannot take it back. People have tried. I'm not aware of any state in the union that will let you take your ballot back and have a redo. You voted. You voted. And that's the way that goes. And, and if you voted wrong or in your own mind wrong because you figured something out later or something, as I mentioned, could happen, it, you've already cast the vote. So I'm, I'm a fan of one election day. As many people as want to come out on that one election day, uh, come out, that we have finality because we used to have that. The elections would come and they would actually be over on election day. Now you got to listen to these knuckleheads tell you, oh, it's going to be weeks before we know. You know, this isn't the days of Lincoln where somebody comes screaming by your neighborhood and say, hey, Lincoln won. You'd find out two months later uh, this is not a good thing in a lot of ways. And it also opens things up to mischief and problems and cheating and things like that. So I'm a big fan. Vote in person. Vote on Election Day. I mean, other than the pandemic, the one year I did vote uh, before Election Day, not super early before Election Day, but definitely before Election Day, whatever that was two years ago, 2020, I guess it was. Uh, and that was, you know, a, a zombie election. I mean, you couldn't the polls weren't open. You, you you went either vote by mail. We did that once. And then the following year with the new system of the early voting in New Jersey, not discouraging, but I don't like it myself. That's just one topic. Uh, and obviously, if you're a sports fan, the Eagles are crushing it. The Phillies are overachieving. Uh, the Yankees are in a do or die. Uh, one game, basically playoff winner, either Cleveland or the uh, the, the New York Yankees will go uh, to face Houston. And that series starts tomorrow. So it's crazy. You, you'll finish today and because of yesterday's rainout, have to start right away. Big advantage to Houston, whoever they get to play because the other side is not going to have their pitching lined up the way that you know that Houston will be able to have theirs lined up. Uh, I mentioned the Eagles, obviously undefeated, the only undefeated team in the NFL. Uh, we've got obviously the uh, the terrible runaway inflation. Uh, everyone's 401ks are down 25%. I mean, there's a dour mood right now in America. Lots to talk about. Let's unpack it together. Phone lines are open at 609-407-1450. Your phone calls are standing by, and we'll go to you right away as soon as we come back. This is
0: Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Investing. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. I
1: saw something very interesting. Michigan was basically a 50 50 election in 2020. Very, very close. President Biden carried it by just a smidgen, fraction of 1%, 50 point to 49 point. Very, very close. I just saw the top three issues. In Michigan, I'm not aware of anywhere in the country, not even California, where this is the case. Abortion is the top issue. Unless I just misread something that flashed across my eyes, I'm going to look into it further. But abortion was the top issue in Michigan at 35 point some odd percent. The economy was second at like 25 percent. Now, look, I I know the issue of abortion is important, but I haven't seen anywhere in America where abortion – is even in the top five so maybe that was with one demographic i have to look at it closer but if that's the case michigan is going to strongly go democrat uh in the midterm elections it's going to be interesting to see how some of these geopolitical issues and some of these other things turn out welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air
10: wow 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 yeah (laughs) regarding the november 5th the election of a 1860 election of abraham lincoln I'm sure there's some off-grid farmer up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan got wind of it before the month of November was out. But what do I know? But I know that the new... Well, well no,
1: here's what I'm saying. You look around the country. I, I, I'm not prepared to tell you exactly how long, but I do think it was weeks to even a month or more before people would know who won the election because how did the news get out? I mean, Pony Express, it was very, very slow. If you were very close, I mean, Virginia was the... Um, California of its time, so the Commonwealth of Virginia would hear these things pretty quickly. uh But there would be uh rural areas that it would be quite a while flash before people would know who won the election.
10: uh sure, especially west of the Mississippi River, yeah. we're just starting to explore that with the Louisiana Purchase. Exactly, but yeah. Now, uh, President uh, Biden has uh, asked uh, politely, I guess, asked OPEC to. Uh, not turn the spigot off until after the November elections.
1: Yeah, so I submit to you that, and i that was my part of my opening monologue this morning. That's a crime. That is what they accused President Trump of doing, trying to interfere with a foreign actor with the American election process. That is analogous to that. The difference is the one was innocent. This one is guilty of doing it.
10: Yeah, the fact of the matter is, is that then-Vice President Biden held $1 billion American taxpayer money that didn't come out of his pocket or Barack Obama's pocket, over the head of then-president of Ukraine, Poroshenko, to fire his, his uh, prosecuting attorney, Victor uh, Shokin. Or, was-
1: or they would not be getting that funding. That was a quid pro quo. So that happened also. Right.
10: Yeah. So that's uh, – President Trump would just want the skinny. That's all. Truth is never – out of bounds truth is never out of bounds i'm sorry but it's
1: not well no it isn't it isn't in reality but it is in bizarro world because right now truth is extremely out of vogue i think bell bottoms are back in so i can't call them bell bottoms or anything like that because they're back in but there's no question what you said is practically and at every intellectually honest level a undisputed fact it's simply a truth uh but we are living in bizarro world where truth is is a lie lie is the truth they tell you that this is, economy is strong as hell uh they will tell you there's no inflation uh recently they said inflation is zero i mean it did mind blowing mind numbing things that are going on flash i've got to get the break in because we ran a little bit late with uh, Dr. Newkirk. You will join us right after the break. So we signaled the next caller, and then we'll be uninterrupted. We'll have plenty of time when we come back until Brian Kilmeade. It's 53 minutes past the hour. This is
0: early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station.
3: With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org.
11: When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor,
7: every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies Advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe... Is an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at
4: 877-ASK-DELL.
8: Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6, now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station.
1: Thank you, great one. It is 58 minutes past the hour. I just saw a stunning statistic, and I'm not surprised, and it's why we talked a lot during the pandemic about people that weren't able to have screenings and things like that. Mammograms are down 87% since the pandemic. So can you imagine what that will foretell going forward? And then same thing can be said for colonoscopies and things like that. I, I got mine during uh, the pandemic. I said, I'm not gonna let this you know, stop what we're doing and you just you just work it out with your doctor and wherever these procedures are done. Uh, But so many people have completely gotten out of well visits and annual health inspections and these things that are covered by insurance. Almost every insurance plan now covers an annual physical because it's a great idea. You want to have a baseline. You want to see where you are. You do the blood work, you do the physical. And when you stop doing that, all of a sudden next thing you know is you can't remember the last time you did any of these preventative things so we're going to definitely see an uptick in cancer and other problems it's it's already happening welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air
11: good morning mayor
1: good morning uh, just a just a quick one
11: yeah about the uh, i don't know you would call it equivalence or bias you look at people that have to go to jail steve bannon Roger Stone got uh, perp walked. Your yeah. your interview with uh, Paul Manafort, all yep. terrific. Yet, guys like Who, who's Mitch- the
1: guy uh, that was uh, Trump's economic guy? Oh my gosh, how can I forget? They grabbed him at the airport uh, with with guns blazing and all kinds of firepower and and. Uh, you know, disproportionate number of people when his office was right across the street from the FBI. They could have just said, hey, come on over uh, it, it. We have we have such a weaponization right now of the justice system. It, it is it is beyond scary, Dan. Who am I thinking well, of? Who's the guy other. I'm thinking of? He was Trump's economic advisor. Uh, brilliant guy. And, in fact, we're going to be interviewing him. I can't think of his name. Do you know who I'm talking about, though? He, Peter gra- Navarro. Peter Navarro, right. They grabbed him at the airport. Uh, they, they they do this crazy stuff with crazy no-knock raids and all of this. Uh, and it's only it only goes one way, 100% of the time. It goes one way.
11: Now, the other guys, you have to look at the other side of the coin and say, the other guys get network shows. They write books. Yeah, They get to sell art for 500000 a copy to people we don't know. And you look at Strzok and Page, Books, Comey,
1: McCabe. Yeah, I mean, they bring these people. And this McCabe is a featured presenter. This guy was fired from the FBI. It's incredible what they get away with. They, they become heroes.
11: And then uh, they basically try to change, alter a couple of elections. And then when the president... Got elected, they try to ruin his presidency, and and the consequences? Nothing.
1: I mean, look at the, the. You have Grassley talking about the voluminous evidence with respect to criminal conduct, and it's crickets. Nothing. No problem, because of well, who it is.
11: Well, November November eighth is the day. I believe it's the eighth, and uh, it's a shame you brought up a great point. How could you make an intelligent choice if you haven't heard all the facts? You haven't seen the debates?
1: I mean, right. For example, you'll be able to vote in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania before Mehmet Oz and John Fetterman even debate once. Uh, that's incredible to me that this is the new setup. By the way, I just saw a photo of um, Jim Biden. He looks so much like Joe Biden, almost like a it's not quite a twin, but very, very similar uh, I think Jim Biden is going to be very famous uh, after the uh, first of the year.
11: And he won't be able to use his catchphrase, plausible deniability. There
1: you go. They have a lot of evidence, and the difference is the FBI is doing nothing with it. I, I That's why I've been predicting. I want to just get this one quick comment, and then we'll turn back to that, uh, to your next point. They want to give Hunter Biden a deal before The Congress changes hands and along with that deal. And it's going to be cushy. It'll be for nothing burger stuff. And then they're going to wrap it with an agreement that he can't be charged with anything else. I guarantee you it's coming. Then they'll use that as an example of how fair the system is, because even the president's son got prosecuted. It's 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 diabolical what they're going to try to pull off.
11: Well, I would go the other way. If I was the GOP, I would I would charge him in state court where they can't give him a pardon and I'd have the governors charge him for all that underage stuff. Well,
1: look, that's what they did to Manafort. Manafort, you know, got out of the federal stuff. He was pardoned. And then the state charged the same thing. And now they the Justice Department is asking for him to go to jail for six months. They're they're relentless when it's anybody that's uh, of the opposite party.
11: Well, let's just hope Jim Jordan is Michael Jordan.
1: <laughs> Jim Jordan is as advertised. He is the real deal. Uh, this Amy Stefanik is going to be relentless. Uh, the House Intelligence Committee is going to be relentless. They're going to come from, I mean, all, all directions. They're going to be bringing it.
11: Now, Harry, I hear you have your schedule on. Uh- listed for 40407 today uh did i get that right You're you you are correct my
5: 407?
1: right anybody that calls me from about 407 to 730 ish uh, will probably not be able to reach me
11: it's uh it's going to be an enjoyable game and uh i i just uh I, I love the fall i love the fall and i yeah. love baseball and i'd love to see i'd love to see that team from the bronx I, j-
1: I just Dan I hate that it came to this though because anything can happen in one game I mean Cleveland bats first they could go crazy in the first half you know the top of the first uh Yankees left two games on the table there they just needed one of them, especially the one where they had the two run lead uh going into the bottom of the ninth inning but did not play the um the right relief pitching, you know, at the right time. So we'll see what happens. It's uh, anything can happen. I like the Yankees' chances. I like that the game is in Yankee Stadium. But in one game, as you know, anything can happen. Look what the Phillies did uh, in that clinching game. They just went bananas with their hitting. Anything can happen.
11: Yeah, they're a dangerous team. That yeah. first five in that lineup is as huh. good as anybody, so.
1: Terrific. And I like the fact that the two underdogs, I mean, you've got Philadelphia and San Diego playing. They'll play at 803 tonight. And you can catch all the action on our sister station, 97.3 ESPN, uh, 97.3 on your FM band. And of course on their website as well that bears their name. Uh, check it out and listen live there. Uh,